Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Alexis K. Tyler Vagina Power Show. I'm your host, Alexis K. Tyler. I'm going to see if I have my co-host here. 410, you there? 410? Yes. Uh, greetings. Good evening, Sister Alexis K. Tyler. Hey. Pleasure, pleasure to join you. How's that cold? Ah, well, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You know, hey, I can't stop. I can't stop, you know, so I'm... On the move again tonight, so here with a good brother, Lewis Fields, and uh, we're coming back from Annapolis, so, uh, you know, just had a, had a good night, you know, networking with some business folks in, in Annapolis, uh, that's the state capital where all the political, you know, folk are, and so I had a, had a good time just uh, building here. I'm feeling better, Take, keep taking in some good stuff for my, you know, lemons and tea, got some good tea that I got last last night, so. Yesterday, so I've been drinking it all day. Oh, good. You taking a lot of vitamin C? Um, no, I I had some lemons. I I had, okay. I had I had some oranges, yes, but I I do need some vitamin vitamin C. I, I took this uh, some immune uh, suppressant things, and uh, what else have I been taking? Yeah, I I do need some vitamin C. Um, I was looking for some. I I thought I had some. But um, I should be good by tomorrow. I'm thinking as I take this some some tea tonight, I'll definitely be good. So, but how are you? Everything beautiful? A little tired, just working like you. It's been a busy day. Um, I was definitely still, like you said, had to come here and do the show. Very excited about the shows we're doing. Um, so I will be with you. I'll be on your show again this coming Tuesday. You want me to hold right. you this time? Okay, good. I got my guests lined up. Is there anybody that you want to give a special thanks to right now? Well, yes. Well, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and um, you know kind of make a make a few plugs. Actually, uh, last la- uh, not last night, but I, I didn't get a chance. Uh, we did have um, as well as uh, the the uh, Aline Bay and and uh, the um, Renoka Rashidi. We had a ascension ceremony, and that was with Brother Haruka Anu. Uh, who did that? That was this Sunday at the UB Blake Center. So that was in Baltimore. So that was really phenomenal. Um, and so, and of course, we had some good, good uh, dialogue on the global African politics and uh, global business um, on, on the radio show. But I also, I just wanted to plug the um, the business. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Shea Hyphen Baby. They, they do Shea Butter. <laughs> And so I hope that um, everybody can, you know, support their work. And I'll, I'll be home in about, you know, t- maybe about a half an hour, so I'll be able to get online. I will stay up for a couple minutes. I do feel a little, a little kind of cough, but it's going away. Uh, but uh, definitely, I'm going to encourage everybody. We're doing some major, major things. And if anybody is in the uh, Prince George's County, Baltimore area, I'll be. You know, in Camp Springs this Saturday for you know internet marketing. You know, of course, for those that may not know, we we definitely myself and Kate Tyler we're stepping it up with um, internet marketing, uh, with um, learning uh, more of um, this uh, system with my video uh, talk. We doing like what what 
would be equivalent to like GoToMeeting, YouTube, as well as um, Ustream. So we're going to be, you know, having all of those services real soon. And, and you know, so we, we're reaching a lot of people, um, you know, and so for those that want sponsorship or, you know, for us to market, whatever it is that, that you're doing, we're reaching a lot of people. I mean, we have email lists as well uh, that that we're able to reach. And so we need, we need sponsors. We need supporters uh, to keep us going. And so, you know, we'll meet everybody halfway, but we're, we're doing a thing you know, doing it big, doing it five stars. So, <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you know work that you're doing. And so just just keep you know, uh, Kate Tyler, you know, just mention the sponsors uh, for those that want more information and how we can definitely help you uh, to be successful in whatever it is that you're that you're doing. And so especially a shout out to all peoples down there in, in Atlanta and Coach Kaye and thanks Sister Myra for uh, joining us uh, last night as well as Sister oh Lisa. I love What's it. Up? You know, she, she's a resident uh, well I can't say astrology no more but cosmologist and numerologist so mm-hmm. she can be with me all the time. I love her so much and she agreed to be the resident cosmologist and um, numerologist so it was such an honor to have her stay so long. I'm glad she liked us like me and all my friends, and she felt comfortable hanging with us because she'll be back every week. Uh, I definitely want to let people know that I also make natural hair care products, okay, so yes. shampoos, conditioners, shea butters, mm-hmm. um, oils, hot pepper oils that a lot of people like for the hair and the body. Um, different, um, good, good, good. Good, yeah, good, good. That, yeah. Yeah, before we get into, yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, yes. The love line I created for you, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm still adding more to it. Oh, yeah, but go ahead because then we're going to have our guest here because I know he can't stay long. A serious helping bringing up. Oh, serious? Okay, okay, okay. Right, definitely. I look forward to, to listening to the uh, uh, to Brother Asia. And did you did you get your um, did you get the um, the, the products or uh, how's the book coming? Let me ask you that first. What products? What book? No, no. Well, how's the book? Let's talk about that. How's the how's the book? We ain't gonna put the name out, but we we definitely some some multi million dollar money making books. That that's what I'm. That's all I'm gonna say. We ain't, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna we ain't gonna speak about our multi million dollar books that we we're studying. But you know, <laughs> how's it coming? It's fine. It's fine. I haven't read uh, a yeah. whole bunch of it yet, but I started the beginning of it. I haven't read the whole book yet. Of course, I'm not like you. I can't read a book in a night. It's um. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. All right. It's it's good. It's good. I give you give you give you about a week. I got I got some more lined up for you. So with all the huh? stuff, and you know, I'm making hair care products. Come on, girl. We, we got. We got. have a week to read that whole Okay. Book. All right. Yeah. No. 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 I I give you two. We we making moves. We making moves. It's 2012. You know what time it is. <laughs> Come on, woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. I'm gonna see this. You're gonna do right. my homework assignment too. I got a few. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna look through it and see where, where you know how to, you know, because some stuff is really you don't you don't have to go through all of it, but um, but definitely. So I, you know, I just kind of be quiet now and I'm just listening to the brother. And I, but I, I believe if if you have his wife on as well, I don't know who you who you have on if with him, but um, I've seen some of some of his clips. You know that he's did, and um, you know, so I definitely look forward to to listening to uh, the discussion tonight. So definitely, I, I appreciate you, and you know, I'll just just kind of listen in as 
me and my good brother Lewis Fields of Heritage Tours. This brother does tours in Baltimore. He's been doing them for for years. Uh, you know, so you we're know, bring good him back on. So we're gonna bring him back on with you, so he can talk to us. Yeah, about so, yeah. Uh, he, he's a historian. He's he's definitely a a Maryland State historian as well, and he does uh, he's done some work uh, with with Tubman, uh, Harriet Tubman. He he knows all about you know the the Underground Railroad coming all through the state of Maryland. Harriet Tubman was actually from here. Uh, you know, so he does a lot of work. So we definitely, um, you know, want to have him on as well. He's, he's, he uh, founded the uh, Baltimore City Black Chamber of Commerce, and uh, the, now he's uh, the founder of the Black Dollar Exchange Program. But, you know, he's known all throughout the state of Maryland doing major uh, black business empowerment things, you know, in the state of Maryland. So he's, you know, um, you know, a good, strong leader here. And, uh, you know, knows everybody, <laughs> and everybody knows him. So, uh, definitely. Because Pierce, uh, Pierce got to leave, so, so we got to yes, get yes, him yes. in go ahead, now. Go ahead, go ahead. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, baby. Are Pierce, are you Pierce? Right. Yes, ma'am, can you hear me? Hi. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hey, Mama, how you doing? Peace to you, brother. Peace, uh, brother I'll be quiet. Peace, brother. Peace, brother. Peace, brother. Peace, queen, how you doing? I'm fine. Did, did you meet Haki? Did you meet Asir yet? Asir, did you meet Haki? Uh, not formally. Peace to you, brother. How are you? Yes, peace to you, brother. Yes. Uh saw some of your clips. Good stuff you you be dropping, so I'm looking forward to just kinda of sitting back, listening in, you know, giving you the time. Let let the sister kinda of do the do the dialogue. I'm just gonna listen in, all right? That's what's up, King. Thank you for uh, having right, me on. I appreciate it. Certainly, brother. Peace to you. Shot me and Asir down into such a deep ass conversation that it was off me going to the grocery store get my food. I sat out there in the parking lot in the cold about an hour and a half. Right. Huh? I said yes. Almost for like an hour we was talking about it, right? (laughs) And you were like, Well, you gotta get rid of I'm like, I Asir, I ain't even went in the store. I'm just sitting here in my car in the parking lot in the dark. I got to make myself go in the store because what you were saying, I had thought that before, and I remember a couple of years ago, um, it was this white this white man that does a program here. I can see his face. It's not Russian, but it's another guy that's here in Atlanta, but I don't remember his name, and he said that the military, I think you can actually find mm-hmm. it, that they created a gay bomb. And during this, yeah. they were only used during right. times of war where you could drop it and it would make soldiers have an unnatural attraction to men to control them, yeah. to keep them from having sex with the women or actually manipulate and kill the other side that you were at war with. And like you said, people even ask me, because I'm from Atlanta, why are so many gay people in Atlanta? And I knew, I would always assume, but I ain't saying that. You know, people always try to act like I'm crazy. The CDC, and we know the waters and all of these Program That's right. Going on. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we actually have evidence that this stuff is true. Yes, ma'am. They, they, what we don't understand or what we don't realize is that we have been living amongst uh, people who are, in a sense, unlike us for so long that we, I don't think, realize where we end and they begin or where they end and we begin anymore because we have adopted the idea that we all have developed along the same genetic lines, and that is not true. 
that leads, that assumption that we are all the same and we're all equal and everybody was made under the same rod of fig tree is not true. You could read the Bible and say that. You had the people that was created by God. You had the people that was created by the Lord God. You had people that was worshiping the Most High God, you see. But because we live in a society that runs everything together, we think everybody worshiping and doing the same thing, and they're not. So when you genetically tell a people that they are genetically the same, basically as everybody else, when they are obvious physical uh, genetic bioluminescent differences between how it is we we uh, act, just for the fact that look at it like this, like you will never know what it's like to feel the sun on your body and not be able to absorb it. You understand? Mm. Like, you don't know what that's like. So when we take for granted, when we be out here walking out in the street, that the sunlight is hot and we tan and it's all good, those of us who want to get black, right, because, you know, that's the other side. But within that, for a Caucasian person, for instance, who does not have melanin the way that you do, you don't know what that sun feel like. It could feel like somebody holding a lighter to them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm just using that as a definition to show that there are differences in the, physio- in the physiology of people. So mm. if that difference is there, but then you want to tell me that I am the same genetically as this person, then what now happens is, God forbid, I have to go and get diagnosed for something. You're going to diagnose me the way that you would diagnose somebody that does not have melanin, somebody that doesn't that doesn't have the same medical or whatever history as me, because you creating a base line for everybody's genetics that say everybody basically evolved from the same ape. I ain't come from no damn ape. Mm-hmm. I ain't come from no damn ape. But you got, but they have got black people specifically to agree to that. When black people through integration, right, decided that they wanted to have be equally treated, right. The way that the white man and to be accepted, that was the death nail for our homogenous culture. Because from that point on, in order for us to be treated equal, we would have to adopt the same equal education that these people were given their children. And them people were given education to their children that we was the damn monkeys or whatever, and they, you know what I'm saying, and that they was the best. And then our scores, our education system, our political infrastructure, our community began to be reabsorbed and redistributed into what we now today know as modern America, right? But prior to, if you really look at the records, prior to integration, we had really, let's say, horrible accommodations with the schools, but the test scores was higher than the Caucasian kids that had the good schools and all of that. We was more self-sufficient. We was more direct in what we needed to do to come up. Once the man said, hey, you know what? Y'all can come in and be with us. That was because up to that point, we were moving ahead of him academically. They mm-hmm. had to bomb for his, they, for Look at Black Wall Street. Everybody talk about the Harlem Renaissance, but do we really understand as black people that the so-called Harlem Renaissance, as great as that may have been, was set up to detract what the real original people was doing in Black Wall Street? You hear everything about the about the Renaissance. You hear about 
Booker T. Washington and Langston Hughes and Madam C.J. Walker and this one and that one. But if I ask somebody the same thing, well, what was going on in black history, in, in uh, black Wall Street? How many schools did they have? How many hospitals did they have? Did they have their own this? Did they have their own that? Most black people don't know. Most black people never even heard of black Wall Street. But if I ask them about the Harlem Renaissance, they'll tell me that. But let's look at who was the basis of the Harlem Renaissance. A bunch of boule, right? <laughs> black men who was on the take. Now, this don't mean that these weren't good people. Well, this don't mean that they didn't contribute to, let's say, the the ascension of the Negro. But at the time that this took place, Nova Jolie was out telling us that we wasn't Negroes. <laughs> Marcus Garvey was telling us to get up, you mighty race. But what was W.B. Du Bois doing? Writing books calling Marcus Garvey a, a black ape and a monkey, and anybody who deal with Garveyism is basically a, a nothing lower than a chimpanzee. Like, this is what this nigga was writing. So I'm supposed what? to what, give this? Yeah. But you don't hear about that on Black History Month. Because we have this thing with us, I think, and this, again, this is my opinion based on my research, that we don't like to get into the full scope of who and what our, uh, the people that we revere really were. You know what I'm saying? We always want to look at them the way that they are depicted to us through these quote-unquote Black History Month books that usually come out or whatever and all the movies and shit that they make about these people. But uh-huh. let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Most of the people in the round table stuff that they was dealing with, Langston Hughes, a lot of these people, a lot of those people were homosexual. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real. Because the higher up in the black elite you go, the more homosexual it becomes. Mm, not necessarily right. because not necessarily because these men are homosexual, but because this is a way to create what they call the tie that binds. And the tie that binds is who your soulmate is. They got mm. regular people using Freemasonic terms and they don't even know. The term soulmate comes out of a ritual in which you bond yourself with another man after you ejaculate in a coffin, after you ejaculate in a coffin, and then you got to get out and wrestle in the black mud, symbolically uh, wrestling like Yaqub wrestled the angel in the Bible, symbolically wrestling in, in the primordial matter, which is supposed to be symbolic of melanin. This is where mud wrestling came from. Mm-hmm. You understand? So these people get involved with that, and then whoever wins, you got to pin the brother, right? Like Yakub used to put the pins in people's head. You got to pin the brother, one, two, three, and then after you pin him, the one who got pinned has to take it in the butt from the one who didn't. Then after the ejaculate, the one who who took it now receives fellatio from the guy that gave it. And then that becomes the soul bond. So this is how George Bush and John Kerry came up. This is how George Bush and what's his name came up. This is how every Anglo-Saxon and the so-called elite, if we want to call it that, uh, has come up since 1791. And we wonder why we're in the situation we're in. Because you got black men, you got to remember, historically, we created Freemasonry to bring these people into or into the human family because they could because at one point they were so savage that they were not only killing and eating each other they was doing anybody who got too close to their cave. So one of our 
ancient forefathers decides or we started to realize we got to bring them back into the we got to bring them somehow into civilization. And so this became the long road into getting a Neanderthal man to become the Cro-Magnon man and from the Cro-Magnon man to become what we now today know as the phenotypical Caucasoid. But that's not even who they really are. That's a Caucasian, according to the books, the the, ethno, the ethnographic books you read prior to 1899, is a person from Hindustan, which is now India. So if the original Caucasians are Indians or Hindus, then what the hell are these people? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the hell are they? And if that's the case, and we don't know what they are, let's say, then how can we all say that we develop from the same genetic, from the same, that they basically and we kind of evolve together? When all you got mm-hmm. to do is look at the Flintstones and see the people living at the same time as the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying all of that to say that our perception of ourselves for the past 150 to 250 years has been predicated based upon how other people see us. So mm-hmm. at the decline of our republic or our empire or our nation that existed here prior to 1791, once those brothers and sisters who were down with the civilization of the corporate allowed these corporate to amalgamate into their families, they opened mm-hmm. all of us up for spiritual and demonic possession through the form of militaristic applications of sex pertaining to uh, the amalgamation of what they call the races. So the black woman has to then become the primary gateway for them to be able to reprocess themselves, or what Mm -hmm. Elijah Muhammad on him would say, to regraft themselves back into the original man, which takes a process of about 600 years. They ain't got that long. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is get us to hate our own selves melanin-wise, which would then force our own bodies internally to calcify the part of our brain that produces the melanin to slow our vibration down enough to allow them to come into us to then impregnate them so that way they can now recreate a version of themselves with melanin but with the mind of a white supremacist who, according to them, 95% of all corpusoid males are born homosexual. Yeah. So they're basically saying now, if we are equal then, you are telling me that I'm equal to that, that that is part of my DNA construct, and that's not true. But I got black people, right, Henry Louis Gates, the rest of these things out here, Right, promoting Obama and everybody else, promoting that we all should basically, what? We all should be the same. We all should let the same people bless us. We all shouldn't feel that we're special. Nobody's special. Nobody has uh, anything more than anybody else. Come on, man, that's communism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I grew up, they hated that. Now it's like, that's the shit. Like, that's what they want to do. So, to, to impede us as a people, what they do is get us to adopt their filthy habits. So uh, they want to now make it seem like uh, whenever they, whenever you think of homosexual now, they want you to think of a black man. 
Whenever mm, they think right. of a killer now, they want you to think of a black man. Whenever they, whenever mm-hmm. they, you hear the term criminal right now, they want you to think of a black man, right? But at the same time, at the same time they're doing that, they're coveting and taking everything that we create as black men and black women to fit them. So that way in the future, they can be the new black people and you can be the white people and you can inherit the karma and they can inherit the dharma, which is the opposite of karma. So in essence, they are basically practicing the whole ritual of Yakub and Esau once again, and they got all of these brain-dead black people helping them do it. Not necessarily the people like your listeners, but I'm talking about them people that they put on TV and people that they put mm. in the community, the people that they mm-hmm. try to act as our leaders. Only an infant people need somebody to lead them. Only a, a, a people that is in an infant state of their nationality needs a leader. You'll never hear no Puerto Rican people talking about, I'm following this leader or I'm following this person. No. They they got a bunch of people who run their government. Same thing with, with, with um any of these other races. All of these races come up with us. So what are they doing now? They know that the archetype of masculinity is the black man, the original Asiatic black man. They know that. So what they got to do now is use homosexuality as a military application to reduce the archetypical nature of the original man and make him believe that somehow he is gay. So one way they do this is they they started to implement this uh, around the women's lib movement when they convinced all these black women that they need to go out and leave their men and get jobs and, and be in the real world and do all this other shit. So then all mm-hmm. these white women went out to work. All of the black women went out to work, but if they didn't work, they all started becoming a nanny for the white women who went to work. And then their kids is home. They black kids is home become what? The latchkey kids, remember? And then the mm-hmm. latchkey kid right. generation led to the what? The deadbeat dad generation. Then the deadbeat dad generation created the baby mama generation. Then the baby mama generation created the patchwork family generation. Now everybody else raising everybody else's damn kid. Right. But if we look at the symptoms, if we look at the the pattern, why is it that as soon as the black man... Oh, I can't woman, hear, can't hear, can't hear. Sound real low. Sound real low. Can you hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Is it no? Is it better? Just a little bit out of you. Know, it might not be. Better? A little bit. You should still sound far away. I'm sorry. Sounding clear to now? me. Sounding clear to me. Well, don't to me. It sounds okay, far away. But go ahead. And if y'all can hear, then it'll play back so people can hear. Okay. Okay. So what they decide to do, again, or what is, is allowed to take place now, is the fact that we have to make them believe that they're opposite. So once that happened, the, the family broke down. Why is it that as soon as the black man and black woman have a baby together, six to, seven, six to nine months after the baby is here, they wind up breaking up? Then she winds up hooking up with another guy who done had a baby that done broke up with his baby mother, and then he now got to hook up with a woman who done broke up with her baby father. So now he's raised and helping her raise her son, but she ain't letting him see his son. He raising his son, but she ain't letting, but he don't want to come and see his son. You see what I'm saying? And then we wonder right. why we messed up. Nobody else is dealing with that. This mm-hmm. is a cultural thing that is specifically set up for us. Yes, and sir. we don't understand that family court, the family court 
produces 26% of the national uh, uh, the, the GDP. Mm. Family court. So that means that there is a vested interest in breaking up families. The funny thing, right. though, is that the term family court is an oxymoron because you cannot take a whole family to court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we are at a stage now where, in my opinion, that we need to become a bit more real with our situation. And our situation mm. is the fact that we don't want to come to grips with the fact that we are living in a land where everything is designed to kill us. Yes, sir. Everything yes, sir. in this Western society is set up to kill you. You understand? Mm. How is it that right. the same people that destroyed the planet through the Industrial Revolution are now the same people that want to charge you and me a carbon tax, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Reduce our carbon footprint. But what are they really saying when they say that? Well, if melanin is carbon, and you want to reduce my melanin, my carbon footprint, what are you telling me? You want to right. kill me? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to reduce the amount of carbon that is on the planet? I'm that's me. Really the base nature of of melanin is carbon, hydrogen, yes. oxygen. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about is a nefarious, genocidal, they refer to this whole process as genocidal austerity. They have terms mm-hmm. for this type of shit. Right. And in genocidal austerity, the move is human beings have destroyed the world. So the only way to save the world is to reduce the amount of people, human beings, on the planet. Right. But if human beings... Only, only if human beings is us and mankind is them, then they are talking about killing us. Mm-hmm. What they've been doing. To me, our issue, I don't say ours, but to me, the people's issue is the fact that we don't want to accept how great we really are, man. We want to believe all the negative shit about us. We want to believe all the negative stuff about us. We want to treat everybody better, you know. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's true. Sometimes these mm-hmm. black people treat you way better than your own people. Sometimes you come in there with your own, like like you'll be on your on your knowledge shit, and it'll be your own black people who tell you that Yahoo shit is not real. That ain't this. That ain't that. Ain't no white person saying that. The white man know what he is. <laughs> it's us. We don't believe it anymore. We 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 were so traumatized through the what? Some people say four hundred and eighty five years. I've heard some people say five hundred years. I've heard people say six hundred years. Let's ask ourselves this. If the country is only two hundred and twenty nine years old, how could we be in bondage for over four hundred years? You understand what I'm saying? Let's ask another question. Can you hear me? Yeah. You guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, Let's yeah. ask another question. Does the word revolution mean to get back to you? How is it that they fought a revolutionary war to get away from England? How are you breaking away from something and getting back to something at the same time? How is it that they can tell us that three ships, three ships with about maybe... A hundred people on all three of them ships. 
that three ships came over here and killed over 10 million people in two years. You see, if you believe shit like that, then the white man got to be God. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got to be God if you believe that. He, he don't need no help. All he need is what? And what do we say he killed them with? Disease, right? But guess what? At the time that this happened, they said the world was flat. Their greatest king was living in a barn, and 99 to 100% of the serfdom of Europe was totally illiterate. So how is these niggas reading maps, right? How is they reading maps? How is they charting courses? How is they getting on boats? When they thought that if they sailed to a certain point of the horizon, they'd fall off. Wow. Why would they do that? How could they do that? Where were these people who didn't know how to write? How did they now? You have seen all the European pictures with all these Caucasian people dressed up like us and stuff with the velvet, with the, with the purple robes and the velvet crushed linen and all that shit. Where were these people getting over this crushed linen and velvet things when they was living in barns? How they ain't getting dirt on them? You know what I'm saying? But again, a lie agreed upon is the truth. So all I got to do, tell a lie, kill those people who knew the truth, create a movie or a book, and then make their children adopt it one generation later. Now, of course, you see, I control it. So it's the same so thing like with the city. Say again, where were they getting it? Where were they getting it? Oh, like you said, they were living in the barns, walking around with crushed mm-hmm. velvet robes and living. <laughs> exactly. Where they get it from? They get it. They didn't dress like that. The people that you see in the movie dress like that is us. The people that you oh. see in the bar and living in the street and living in the street with the horses and the, that's them. That's where they came from. You know what I'm saying? They've only been out of Europe since 1492. That seemed like a long time, but really... It's really not when you look at the scope that we are people who have lived for billions of years. You know what I'm saying? We've only been in this situation for a very short time. It seemed long, but it's long. It seemed longer because we're not in our right consciousness. We're looking at this shit like this is going, this has been going on for the past 250 years. But we've been, this has really been going on for the past 6,000 years. It's just culminated now with these people, but it started with us. It started with me not trusting you no more and you not trusting me and then us deciding that we need to find other ways to make money against each other. And then it got to the point where it was too many of us that was against doing things a certain way. So in order for these brothers that broke away, they decided that they were going to use the serfs, the slaves, and raise them up and civilize them to use them as mercenaries in their wars against their own brothers and sisters. Because it used to be under people like uh like Askil Muhammad and these people back in the days, it used to be like if I wanted if me and you, brother, uh let's say we wanted to fight, right? We couldn't just fight like that. What would have to happen is I would then I would go tell my queen what the issue is. You would then go tell your queen can you hear me? Yeah, somebody has music on. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, you would tell your queen. I would tell my queen what my beef is with you. You would tell your queen what your beef is with me. Our queens would get together at a neutral location, and they would build. 
then I would agree to let you hold my son down for the next X amount of years. You give your son to me for X amount of years. And in that process, I learn how you fight through my son. My son learned how you fight. Your son learned how I fight. Then at the end of the time that this takes place, we then break up. And if we still want to fight, now it's equal. Because, again, you was raised with me. You see what I'm saying? You know how I get down. I know how you get down. And now it will be equal. You see what I'm saying? Or it don't turn into a fight. It turns into a political marriage. You see what I'm saying? Once we, once some of the black brothers and sisters started using Caucasian people as mercenaries and soldiers for them, they were using these soldiers to go and attack other Moorish black people. You see? And then as a reward, after conquering the black these people for them, these the brothers or sisters, uh, let's call them the the, the uh, black uh, matons, you know, of old, not the ones that's out here today, but like for back in the day, they then would say, okay, I'm going to free this one, and you can be free and accepted into my house. This is where you get the term free and accepted mason, because we created masonry as a means to civilize the uncivilized. And what happened was, once he got civilized enough, he then killed off <laughs> the rest of us that was not with his, his ascension, and then forced the Moors or the black Masons who helped him get there, forced them now to adopt the same masonry that they gave him to civilize them, which then miseducated them, but based upon the agreements of the ascension of these people, they had to follow suit. This is why it created a culture in which when certain black people reach a certain level of, of affluence or to get to a certain affluence to show that they're willing to do whatever, they hook up with a Caucasian person. Because Caucasian black people look at Caucasian people as money. <laughs> think they don't. When I see a sister with a white man, first thing I'm thinking, oh, you got your condo paid. You got your this paid. You got your that paid. That may be whack, but it's true. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it gets to a point where they have been working ceaselessly, unceasingly, I should say, to get us to disassociate ourselves from our true selves and adopt their version of us as us. And then in the process then, while this is going on, they could become us. Like, have you noticed that now, recently, now it's like all the black people want to do rock and now all the white folk are rapping? Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. You know? How is it that we live in a, in a society where we created hip-hop, but if I go on and say that... Hip-hop is created strictly by black and Latino people. You know who will come out and have a problem with that? Black folk. <laughs> not white folk, because they know. They know. Our pro- it's not them anymore, also is what I'm saying to the people. It ain't them. I don't think it ever really was. It's us. What do we want the next 20,000 years to be? Forget the next year, the next 10 years. What about the next 20,000? Can we plan that far ahead? Because that's what you meant. That's what the, the enemy doing. Right. And he knows he ain't even going to be here. <laughs> He's trying to find places to go right now. He's trying to get into the inner earth. He can't get in there because, like right now, I don't know if you read on the news, they had a thing where all around the world people have been hearing this crazy big noise and they don't know where it's coming from. Right? You can Google it. The strange noise coming from being reported all over the world. What this noise is coming from is the vented 
underground installations that they've been building up since the late 1940s were all escape routes in underground cities that they were going to build for themselves after they knew could do whatever they wanted to do to us. What's happening now, though, CIA is moving its location from Langley to the Denver Airport Complex, right? So they're using the underground installations to do that. This is why you're seeing all these movies about people breaking into the CIA at Langley because the CIA ain't there no more. So, of course, they make movies about people breaking in, make it look easy <laughs> because they're not even there. So now they're moving their stuff to the underground installation to Denver, and while they were doing it, somebody, they don't know who, dropped a mini nuke, nuclear bomb, and basically uh, irradiated uh, 25% of their tunnel system. So they are now under attack is what I'm saying. So the same escape route that they was making a bounce, they can't use no more because now the underground city is irradiated. So what happened was when that happens, the ventilation system that is connected to these underground tunnels began to let out an exhaust. That exhaust is the sound that everybody was hearing. And because these tunnels go all over the world, you see, every everyone is affected. But the tunnels only go to the they're only in the upper mantle. So there's in the lower mantle before you get into the inner inner earth. They don't know what's under there. So the thing is, they don't know who's really against them now. You you see what I'm saying? They are at, under attack. <laughs> you understand? If we're talking about it right now, you see what I'm saying? It's pretty much a, a wrap because it, they've never expected us to know anything. So the more we just putting it together is showing you how far they have fallen in terms of their political system. So really all we got to do is not get too caught up in the disinformation stuff that's going on as well as the um, political infighting that's going on in their government because that's not our government. That's not the government of your forefathers. But what they do now is try to make it like you are um, unpatriotic if you know, if you're not necessarily trying to rock a, a 52 uh, state American flag. See, that's not the problem. But see, if a bunch of brothers started walking around with the 48 star flag, that's the flag that was created by us. So then they would have a problem with that. They they put that flag away after 1945. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what I'm also saying is that these people have taken the assumption that we have abandoned our true nationality in our government. So from the same assumption, they have then deduced that we should know how to put it back together, right? But what we do as a species, I think, is sometimes when we know we've been under preyed upon by these people, we almost make ourselves forget. So, like, we know how we build the pyramids, but, you know what I'm saying? We ain't telling because we don't remember. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we know we did it. You see? They know we did it. And so what they try to do sometimes is try to get us to remember through things like torture, trauma, ritualistic satanic abuse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind control, uh, sexual uh, deviancy, all of these things to get us to be out of ourselves because he always want to be able to look at us and say, see, you're no better than me. You're not better than me. 
you're in this situation just like me because they want us to be in them because misery love company. You know what I'm saying? And so now they're using, again, the homosexual thing as a military application to to take away our manhood. One of the last speeches Martin Luther King gave, he said, one of the last things he said, he said, don't let them take your manhood. Don't let them take the part of you that is real, the essence, meaning don't bend over for these niggas, black man, like I had to. You understand? But let's think. Would his life have been different if he didn't change his name willingly to Martin Luther and kept Michael Luther King? Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. We don't know. And why is it that we never hear about what happened to his brother? How is it we only hear about him being killed, but we don't never heard that his brother and his mother were killed on the same day? His brother found dead uh, face up in the pool, and his mother, somebody ran in church and shot her while she playing the organ. This is real what? shit, man. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, you ain't hear about that? You ain't never heard about that? I did, but I don't remember the whole story. Oh. Yeah. So what do you, yeah. do you feel like these were set up that way? Yeah, I think that he was starting to move away, just like Malcolm X. Malcolm X was going through a thing, and he claimed his Moorish nationality. And he was about to take the United States to world court from all of the stuff that he found from them Pan-African people through Patrice Lumumba. And that's why they had to kill Patrice Lumumba. Like, we don't understand, too, that the Nazi aspect of this culture is alive and well. That we are really still in 1945. We are really still in 1933. Because the same Nazis that was running that government is running most of the governments in the world right now. And what the governments are not telling you... Governments are so ill. After World War II, and they broke everything up, they went in and took all that Nazi technology. And because right. they didn't want to let on to the rest of the world that this technology was next level, these niggas created an agency called MJ-12 to perpetuate the UFO shit. So that way, when people saw these crafts and stuff, they would rather people believe that this came from people from outer space than these damn Nazis. Because then it would be like, well, what the hell would we fighting the war for? And you brought all these niggas over here. Think about that. Think about how many black people. Okay, let's deal with black people. Let's put them aside for a minute. Think about how many white folk died behind that shit, that war. These young white boys, white girls, thinking that they're going over there to fight for their country. And the same government that brought them over there was bringing the same Nazis over here to work in their government. Right. Mm-hmm. NASA and Nazi is the same thing. They said, you, they said that you could walk into NASA and if you said, hell, Hitler, everybody would stand up. <laughs> That's how deep this shit is, okay? And the same Nazis that was doing that period, wind up becoming a part of what they call Americana. And these Nazis had children, and their children had children, and a lot of their children went into politics, went into entertainment, went into technology, went into uh, municipality, and these are the same Nazis now that we go to movies to see, right? Like Charlize Theron, you heard of her, right? The white girl? Charlize Theron, she's an actress. Her grandfather, C.W. Bota. She's the daughter of, she's the granddaughter of P.W. Bota. Mm. She's also related to Evita Peron, the Nazi, Argentinian Nazi, <laughs> who, who brought them over there. Um, mm. What's his name? Uh, like like Taraji, you know Taraji P. Henson? 
Yes. The actress from Baby Boy? Yes. She yes. is the great-granddaughter of Matthew Henson, the black man who discovered Alaska. Mm. You understand? Everybody comes from somebody, and the white, and the devil don't just hold them birth certificates for no reason. He is what they call writing the scripts. He know who descend from who. He know who you, who we really come from, and all of that. So what he's been trying to do is play three card money with people's birthrights for the past two hundred fifty years. And now if the chickens mm. is coming home to roof. He done told so many lies. He don't remember where he put the truth. So now he's at war with himself. You got half of the so-called what they call the Brotherhood of Death, and you got the Brotherhood of Eagles. You got all the Masonic groups that belong to both of those, and they at war with each other. So on some levels they together, on some levels they warrant, on some levels they 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 are trying to lock each other up. But in every level they're trying to hold us down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so all we got to do, for real, to me, is stay above all the BS. Know and understand that sex is used as a military weapon now. And if you didn't know, they are using women and men as biological weapons. When they talk about biological weapons, you think they're talking about something in the CDC or them with a little peachy dish or whatever. No, a biological weapon nowadays is somebody injected with some sort of disease who goes out there and has sex with as many people as possible to infect mm. them and knock them out. Because what we right. don't understand about certain diseases, like, let's say, herpes, mm-hmm. is that herpes is an intelligence. Right. It thinks. It right. exists. It yeah. creates a symbiotic relationship with the host that is infected by it and begins to manifest itself three out of every six months, usually within the lip area, sometimes the hands or whatever. So that means when you're speaking, this thing is speaking through you. Right. And so... Well, the next part of that now is that this is why you have all of these Hollywood people having sex with all the same people. This one break up with that one, then that one sleep with that one, then this one get together. Because what they're doing is passing the demon that lives inside of the herpes or the disease that is conscious. That's how they all get together. Because once that person is infected with that herpes or whatever that thing is, disease it is, the consciousness within that disease starts to galvanize them to be around other people with it. That's why money, that's why money marry money. So you have black people who can marry black people, but they'll get a bunch of bread and they'll go get a white woman because they want to get more money. You see what I'm saying? Right. They'll get more money. But then somebody like Oprah can have a man, but she can't have no baby. She can't be married. Why? Well, Stedman comes from a Boulay family that inbred, and his mother mm-hmm. and his father was first cousins. So that means that if they inbreed with each other so they can stay light-skinned. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Oprah, that is going to mess up the genetic line, and you don't know what will happen. That baby might come out with eight heads. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So we got to just go along with the fact, you know what I mean, that she is whatever because – Certain people make deals. But see, this is the part of the black revolution. I don't know what we, like, how are we going to deal with this? 
because this is really what these things that I think we're talking about are the things, the underlying things that are not allowing us all to get together. Yeah. Because, like me personally, I don't have nothing against black masons, let's say white masons personally. However, what I do know is that that is one of the main systems that is being used to couch various agendas in to get other people caught up. Because if you're in a situation where you're going somewhere and you can't share with your family where you're going, you understand? That's not necessarily so you've been going to this place for 35 years <laughs> and you ain't never said what was going on there. You are keeping, that is your family then. Your family is not the people, the woman and your children. Your family is the niggas you're keeping the secrets for. You see what I'm saying? So therefore you have isolated yourself and now you are creating a situation where your soulmate is more important than your wife's mate. You understand? But then again, you don't want to be seen as, because no man wants to be seen as a sissy. So you keep that secret. And in case you ever break the bond, then the secret come out. Eddie Long, <laughs> T.D. Jake's son, uh, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, they even got stories on the, on the guy they call the president right now. The guy named Gary uh, something Chandler who allegedly was his lover, that MI6 compromised him. And allegedly uh, he he got dealt with before the dude got president. And nobody swept that under the rug quick. Mm. Because once somebody knows, you know, but the Ill, the real thing to me is what are we going to do about all of our brothers and sisters that have been locked up in these, in these uh, homosexual lesbian factories, these jails, right, who want to come out and have been raped? have been abused, what do we have right. in our community to welcome them back where they can actually get some sort of emotional, physical, mental healing from what happened and not be castigated by us, you know what I'm saying, or seen as weak because they're taken advantage of. We don't have nothing yep. in our community like that. Yep. We don't even want to talk about that shit. So when people start to step to me about big stuff, I'm like, well, we got to get the real big stuff squared away first, Jack. Like, I don't know how you're going to have a nation together and we all on the same page when we don't know who's who. We don't know who's on the tape, who's in what order, who's in this, who's in that, right? We don't know. So if you don't know that, that means that anything you try to do is potentially going to be destroyed. The last black group they got like that was the Nuwapians. Yep. And and look how that happened. Allegedly, that happened based on his son. They said his son was molesting and sodomizing these girls uh, on behalf of whoever his handler was in the government. And then he went and then got the girls to convince or say that it was York doing that to them. This is allegedly what his son did while he while he wound up getting all that time. But again, his son allegedly his name was Yaku. How could you name your son Yaku, man? <laughs> Knowing the story, like. You know what I mean? Like you invite and shit. That's like naming your son Judas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The spiritual symbolic resonance of that is not the best. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Best association to have. But, again, this happened also because a lot of black people in Atlanta who maybe were not down with that was also kind of like hating on that shit too. You know what I mean? It was like the new shit, but then it's like, you know, Christians, it's like, we're black people. If you're a Christian, that's all you are. If you're a Muslim, that's all you are, 
right? You 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 are a Kemite, that's all you are. It's like when all of these sciences came from us, they all the same thing. You go back to the root of any one of these sciences, you're gonna find a black man or a black woman. So whether you talk about Islam, whether you talk about Christianity, whether you talk about Hinduism, whether you talk about Zoroastrianism, whether you're talking about uh uh Candomblé, Voodoo, uh, Santa Maria, Santa Muerte, whatever you want to say. If it's a religion, you best believe the gods of that thing look like us. The only god in this planet that's white is in Christianity. So how can that be? You see? But the thing is, when you, when we civilize these people, we had to become responsible for them to a degree. Same way like if you see a stray dog, in the street, you start feeding it. That dog follow you home. That's your dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to feed that. He, he ain't going to leave till you get more food. So it's the same thing with them. But the the issue now is that they have got us now on all fours too, and that's the damn problem because that's not who we are. You know? The main people who are defending this insanity is black people, the people who, a lot of people who want you to, to adopt and not be natural and not have your own thoughts and stuff, want you to conform to shit nowadays. A lot of them are people who look exactly like you. And that's not my fault, your fault, uh, the brother's fault. This is a collective thing with us to get us to, I think, to realize that we are at the verge, we are on the verge of greatness and that we have never fallen outside the grace of the creator, man. We still in, if you believe in the creator, and you believe that there's never a point in reality in which the creator did not exist, whatever you want to call him or her, then that means that we are in that moment of creation right now. You understand what I'm saying? There is no beginning and end. Therefore, who's to say that we are not in that moment of creation in which everything was congealed enough to get us to this point? to accept the fact that we have to do something for each other. And what that something is to me is being blatantly honest about our situation and not try to look at this shit with rose-colored glasses. We really don't have to do nothing but sit back and wait. The, the, the nature is destroying him. It's us. When I be turning on these TVs, it used to be that a serial killer was a white male between 19 and 45 who had a basically upper middle class, right? He lived in the suburbs, whatever. Now they're trying to alter that. They're twins. Since Precious came out, since Monsters Ball came out, they know that we as black people, as much as we are influential, we are very easily influenced by shit too. Mm-hmm. And so some people see, well, if that could happen to her and she could get a Grammy, then ain't nothing wrong with me, me doing that. Obviously, this help her come up. People give it tough love. You know how they do. You know how we do. They be rationalizing shit too much. And that's all I'm trying to say, man. It's not so much about, in my opinion, this is just me speaking, you know, like what the sister's saying. This is really about what are we going to do you know what I'm saying? Let's stop looking to other people to validate who and what we are. When all you got to do is turn on the TV, walk down the street, you see everybody in the planet trying to copy the black man and the black woman. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a gay man yet out of any nationality. All gay men, let me not be that general, most gay men, especially here in the States, 
when they be gay or they be flame gay, they act like black women. <laughs> What's up with that? So that means, right. again, so when I say that the black woman is the archetype of all femininity, this is why, because they want to be her. Yep. And what do black women do? Black women give their power away by keeping one of these one of these brothers, these gay people around them, right, making their man uncomfortable, right, because you can talk with this nigga or you can undress in front of this nigga and feel like he's not looking at you sexually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Meanwhile, your man told your man tell you you're beautiful. You don't believe it. Your gay man tell you beautiful. You believe it because he know fashion. Like what kind of shit is that? It's too much sex in the city. It's too much stories. It's too much soap operas. It's too much Oprah. Too much Ricky Lake. Too much Jerry Springer. It's too much of that stuff, man. Because black people have now believed. They believe it. You tell a black. You, you ask a black man what's a more. Average black man. You ever heard of the Moors? No. You ever heard of uh, uh, a saw? No. Ask a white man. You ever heard of the Moors? Yeah. I have Moorish blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know a saw? Oh, yeah, I have a saw tattoo. Like, this is how they're getting down now. So we can't blame them if we are not living our culture. If energy never dies, it transmutes. So that means that if there's never a time... You know what I'm saying? In which energy is gone. That means that if we are not paying attention to our culture and our ancestry, that means the energy in that still got to exist somewhere. So you best mm. believe anything that we ain't trying to take advantage of that is going to give us power, these crackers is going to use. And it's going to make us feel like they created it. Like I said, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, old school rap is going to be Eminem. It's going to be Yellow Wolf. It's going to be these white boys. And they're going to be the ones who are going to be talking about how hip-hop used to be and all these niggas. And all the statues, you know what I'm saying, is all going to be the black niggas that's not even here no more. You understand? Know because all, all, all they want to do now is rap. Excuse me, do rock. Well, we created that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, don't well, believe it. Can I ask you a question real quick? Boy. Yes, sir. Please, this is Brother Kair. How you feeling tonight? I'm good, King. How you doing, man? Thanks for calling. Everything is good, man. Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Um, Thank one you. of the things that I was vibing with, and one of the um, one of the uh, big info that I wanted you to share with the people was um, one of the main things I give to people, and they're not aware of, is the brother Pascal Beverly Randolph, and um, what you were saying about. Some of these ancestors that we're not utilizing their energy. Like you go up and ask, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You go up and ask a black mason. You say, you know, who Pascal Beverly Randolph is. They'd be like, no. Nah. You know, you can say PB Randolph. They'd be like, no. Nah, what's that? A, a peanut butter jelly sandwich? That's a new brand of Jiffy or something. But then you go ask one of these white masons. They'd be like, oh my God, I'm looking for some of his texts right now. He's the deepest. You see what I'm saying? So can you please, like, just briefly give, you know, what I'm saying, the people some background because my thing is. This whole thing about the um about the hip hop is people I'm so upset that everybody's on this oh Jay Z's Illuminati. Jay Z and Pascal Beverly Randolph shared the Ace of Diamonds destiny card just mm -hmm. like yourself. Alistair Crawley studied so every time they see Jay Z saying "Do as thou wilt," the first thing they do is take it negative and say, "Ah, this nigga was with he's he's uh, he's with Alistair Crawley." But 
yeah. but, but predating Alistair Crawley was Pascal Brandon Randolph and how this cat wrote the speeches for Abraham Lincoln and so on. Please, can you elaborate on P.P. Randolph and get that brother his love right quick? Yes, sir. Thank you for that great call and bringing up this great original man people may not know. He also was the founder of modern-day sex magic, the real sex magic, through a... Paula, Paula. ...that he created called Ulyss, the brotherhood of Ulyss, E-U-L-I-S. Uh, he also wrote a great book called Sexualis Magica and another great book called Death and the Disembodiment of Man. I think everybody that's into consciousness should read that. That is one of the awesomest texts. But to keep it real and brief, like the brother said, Brother Pascal Bevan Randolph was born on October 8th. He was a Libra, and he was born in Five Points. The movie Gangs in New York, the area where those gangs existed, that's where he grew up. His father was uh, uh, Edmund Randolph, who was one of the members of the original Continental Congress, right, which all calls AKA the Iroquois Confederacy. Another, his mother was a black woman who was a princess from the island of Madagascar. So he was royalty on both sides of the globe in that sense. And what he did was he became a shipman after he, uh, after he escaped the gang life. And he grew up in the Five Points, and he got into, he traveled the world. And while traveling the world, he came across different Moorish dominions, and he started building on the occult nature of the world. Once he returned to the United States, this man decided that he needed to help what was going on, which was the the redesignation of the so-called Negro, black man, into the Negro thing. And so he started to create what he called, uh, excuse me, study groups and stuff to preserve original people culture. In around the time of the Civil War, he met Lincoln through a guy named Hitchcock. This guy, Hitchcock, another black man, was the great-great-great-great-great-grandfather of Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock introduces Randolph to Lincoln. Lincoln winds up latching on to Randolph because Randolph at this time was designated to be the lord of all the Rosicrucians in the world after he went to the Grand Dome of the Rock and got consecrated. By white men, Asian men, Persian, all people who was down with the Rosicrucian throughout the world, he was the head of all of them. He was also the biggest importer of hashish in the country. He also was the one who created a thing called phosgene, P-H-O-S-G-E-N-E, which is used, which was used in the killing of all of them birds that was falling out the sky a little while ago. Also, he um was a deep occultist, spiritualist medium, so much so that he began to work with Abraham Lincoln's wife and allegedly uh, was doing seances and stuff to uh, rid the White House and them places of, of evil spirits. He started the Freedmen's Bureau during the Civil War. He fought with the uh, 108th uh, Cavalry, which what they call the Buffalo. So, like, this man did it all. And... Then he founded his own order uh, called the Rite of Ulysses. This is around the time that people like H.P. Blavatsky, Eminem's uh, uh, great-grandfather, a guy named McGregor, McGregor Mathers, he was the guy who founded an order called the Golden Dawn that Alistair Crowley took over later. But H.P. Blavatsky was the old Russian chick that was 
Randolph contemporary, and she was the spiritual wet nurse of Hitler. And so prior to her ascension to that level, her and Randolph would be at war because she used to send people to try to kill them. So once she got to a certain degree, they uh, wanted to start what they called the Theosophic Society, but they couldn't do it with him alive. So they got his initiate, who was a white man, to kill him. And then um, after they did that, they then took over and rewrote everything and then basically erased them out of history. So when you read, for those people who read comic books, if you ever watch cartoons and stuff, they have him as a character named Doctor Strange. If you look at a character, if you look at Doctor Strange and you Google Pascal Beverly Randall, put a picture side by side, you see what I'm talking about. So this is a great, great black man again who not only, if it wasn't for him, we would not even be talking about metaphysics and all of that right now and, and occult and all of this shit. He's the one who basically brought it into the modern world. And in order for them, for the white people to do the ritualistic satanic shit they're doing now, they had to kill him sacrificial in a ritual they call the killing of the king. Because the idea is that we sacrifice the king to the God who is the king himself. So once the king is dead, long lives the king. You see? So, again, we don't hear about him on Black History Month. You know what I mean? And if they do do a movie with him, unless we're doing it, they're going to make him look like a white boy. Mm-hmm. Because this is them practicing what they call revisionist history. It's a revisionist history. And they now trying to come out, the Spanish government is putting out stuff where they're saying that the, the Spanish Inquisition and killing all the Moors never happened. They're trying to push that now. Mm. That the Moors and all of that were, were never expelled from Spain. That, that there's no such thing as the Inquisition. You understand? So if they can do that with their history, again, there's a reason why black people call themselves something different every 25 years, man. You notice that? Since King, you was, you was Negroes, then Afro-Americans, right? Then black, then blacks, then black Americans, then Afro-black Americans, then African-Americans. You see? But I've never been, a, I, I'm not African. I'm African descent, but not African nativity. And for some reason, there's a lot of Africans that don't like black people in America. What's up with that? Okay. I'll be trying to get a cab out here sometimes, and these Africans don't be stopping. You know, stop the Spanish ones or the Haitians. Mm-hmm. The African ones, they ain't doing that because the Africans feel they're better than us. And I'm not saying all Africans are like that. I'm just saying that we have a preponderance to always look away from where we stand in. So we are always thinking that we all came over here from Africa and we never gonna get what our ancestors left for us right here. How you gonna how you gonna claim Africa is the only place we, we develop? That's like buying a mansion and only living in the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And acting like the rest of the house ain't yours. Somebody else lived there. No. Africa was once part of America. America was once part of Australia. Australia was once part of Europe. Europe was once part of Asia. Asia was once part of Greenland, Iceland, all the way back around. But yet, still, we focusing on one part of the planet and 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 wondering why we ain't getting nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate you bringing him up, King. 
Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. That's my people's right there, you know. And for cats who want to get more information on the Rosicrucian order that this brother founded, you can go to soul.org, S-O-U-L dot O-R-G. The, um, it's called the Beverly Hall Corporation. And it's the oldest mm-hmm. sect of Rosicrucians. It's older than Amoric. So go into That's that right. site, look in. Uh, scroll down to history and uh, dig in there and see because that's why I feel you because we could miss like a lot of cats. I I understand the part about how the how the Masonic community can break up the family, but we still have to give credence to the the Masonic creed does run the yeah. most powerful government in the world. And how yeah, can we make that? Cool. How can, how can we make that work for us? You see what I'm saying? And I think yeah. it's a lot of the egotistical part. We got our ego in the way. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That yeah. high, that high end where the white boys is having the rituals in the coffin, everybody don't get yeah. invited there. And, and you can make That's a difference right. without getting to that level. You know what I'm saying? I think a That's lot right. of us, you know, we, we got this uh, this poverty-stricken thing about um, if I get money, then uh, I'm going to be, be automatically evil. Have you ever come across some people mm-hmm. who thinking like that? They, they, no, you never see somebody talking about that. What do you hear that? When it comes down to it, it's really about what you decide and what you see is relevant to get you to do. Yeah, I peep that. So what you choose to do. And like what you're saying with the whole uh, masonry thing is right. Like, I, it's not so much to me masonry more than it is the the people who are using it as a shield to 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 hide their true agenda which is to disassociate us with our true selves, you know what I'm saying, in a manner that we can actually see a progressive a progressive change in our environment. But we're not going to get there if every five minutes Jay-Z is making a deal with Warren Buffett or anybody else because black people look at him as the archetype of success. And now he has become, they have mind controlled this thing so much that they have made him the new face of the Illuminati. How did that happen? How do we go from talking about Rothschild and Rockefeller and the rest of these, these brain dead people to now blaming him and Rick Ross and Lil Wayne for all this other shit? When, yeah, they down with it, but they, they ain't on the level like that. <laughs> these niggas don't. You have to understand, them people is under extortion. They got to do that. The more money you make with them people, like Biggie said, the more problems, the more you got to do. The more money they trust you with, the more you got to give up. Why you think he didn't have this, this sacrificial baby? Why you think they had the sacrificial baby that was born a month before they announced it? The date that they gave that baby is not the real date. You understand? Oh, go in on that. Go in on that. Oh, yeah, God, they they doing a whole other blood ritual with them. Why are you going to make a song about your daughter? You're making a song about your son that's out there. Because in Watch the Throne, that's what he was talking about. He was like, uh, he said, I already ruined you. Papa Rossi, you already pursuing you. And the whole song was about a boy. You see? Because he know that he made the deal. And the deal is when you get down, you got to sacrifice your firstborn. That's what Matthew Knowles did. You know what I'm saying? To help get the Bay once, or Beyonce, excuse me. So the Bay once who knows less, right? Beyonce knows. Do the knowledge to that. This is this is a breakdown. Yeah, it's you. It's a breakdown of the symbolism and how it pertains. 
is a breakdown of the symbolism and how it pertains to us. And because these niggas enter into and bite off more than they can chew, they wind up not realizing that they are at a stage where they are susceptible to whatever the agenda is because they signed up for it. When he decided that he was going to be a successful businessman and agreed to, to allow his firstborn to be whatever, he knew he's trying to get out of the deal. So what I'll do is to keep this son here and for them to not pursue him or, or sacrifice him, I'll not, I'll not acknowledge him. This way I'm protecting him. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is the rationalization that comes with living this type of life. It's not based on reality. It's based upon promises, oaths, and obligations. You can't build a nation on that. You got to build a nation on trust. You got to build a nation on love, truth, peace, justice, equality. You can't just be concealing shit. All of that fraternity shit is why people are so screwed up now. But again, it's not. I got to give you the horn on that. It's not masonry. It's the people who are manipulating it now to such a degree that it has become what they call a synagogue of Satan. So he is just another pawn. He's just a pawn with more money. But, again, the more money he got, each one of them dollars, that's another soul that he's going to have to account for. You understand? Mm -hmm. Same thing with all of these guys. Like I said, the homosexual element of that is not necessarily because these niggas may want to be gay. But this is a way for them to achieve power. Because they believe the European bastardized version of this ancient Comedian science, and instead of them coming on and listening to Brother Kaya's show, right, or going and going to a lecture, right, <laughs> or getting a DVD or something, they got to watch that in secret. So instead of doing that, what they do is they go on people like Alex Jones' show. They go on the other, the other ones, who is all disinformation agents too. Because for them to come mm-hmm. back to us in the community, they would have to submit. And for the longest, these niggas have made money, throwing money in our face for years. They've been talking about how they done raped the game and destroyed the black woman and doing this for years, doing videos for years, selling drugs, selling crack, right? Uh-huh. For years, throwing money in our face, but we starving. You understand? And now they wonder, and now, and now, you get a couple of them acting like putting a little knowledge here and there sprinkled in a rap so that way people like us can be like, oh, see, he's trying to come out of it. No, he not. <laughs> no, she not. No, they not. They just doing that to get us to not, to, to, to give them a reprieve when the great getting up morning come and God is about to put his foot in their ass. That That's what's going on. Mm. But they don't want to do that. What's unfortunate is that a lot of our people will co-sign these niggas because they got money. Yep. You understand? That's all it is. It's money. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And what is money? Debt. Right? A promise to pay something that can never be paid. Mm-hmm. You know? So all we got, like I said, all we got to do, man, is watch. Another Moonchild ritual, like like these ones, baby, is Anna Nicole Smith, baby. Daniel Lynn. Anna Nicole Smith, baby, the father, the real father, is a guy named Prince von Anhalt, who is the husband of Zsa Zsa Gabor. Zsa Zsa Gabor was descended from the last Habsburg. She's a Habsburg princess. The Habsburgs were Moors, black people. The Habsburg, the Habsburgs, H-A-P-Burgs, were the Moors, the black people. The 
family bleached the line out. Jaja Gabor mm-hmm. is descended from them. The guy that she had the baby with, the guy that Anna Nicole Smith had the baby with, Prince von Armholt, is actually the great-grandson of Adolf Hitler. So that means that Anna Nicole Smith's baby is actually the descendant of Adolf Hitler. You are looking at mm. Adolf Hitler's great-great-granddaughter. So what we got to do is look at who they married this chick with. Who they married, who they hooked this chick up, and what position she plays in society. Look at Michael Jackson kids. Wink, wink. You know that made his kids. <laughs> but they belong to somebody, and he was tooling them up for somebody. Right? Let's look at what you call it, the Kardashians. There's Kim, there's Courtney, and then there's Chloe. Kim and Courtney is sisters, full-blooded sisters with their father. Chloe isn't because Chloe is actually OJ's daughter. Because Rob Kardashian, as well as Jimmy Cochran, as well as OJ Simpson, as well as Chris, I forget his name, the other guy's name, they were all running buddies. And Chris Jenner, who is Kardashian and a mother, had an affair with OJ to spite Kardashian. And then they gave birth to Chloe. And then right after that, Kardashian uh, divorces her, but he accepts Chloe as his daughter. Because that was his best friend, because he let his best friend type that. And they had the moon child, which is Courtney. This is why these chicks are so obsessed with black men. Because remember, they grew up in a house where OJ was like the, the, the ultimate to them. Remember? Because their father was his, he was his lawyer. So them being around OJ was them like being around Michael Jackson. So they imprinted that image of the archetype black man to be the one that they would want in the future. And how did Kim Kardashian grow up? Off of a sex case with Ray J. And then what happened? Huh. became a new thing. Any white woman or woman who has a sex tape with a black man blows up. <laughs> have you noticed that? Like, this is the issue? You have to have a sex Because if you don't, and ain't nobody, I tell people all the time, if you want to be an actor, you better make a record. If you want to be a musician, then you better get into acting. Because the only way you're going to be able to do that, because they don't let actors get roles no more. you got to be a musician to get an actor role. Just like if you want to be a musician, you got to act. Because nobody wants you to be where you are, standing on your square, on your own two, knowing what you think, what your thoughts begin and end. They don't want that for us. And some of us don't want that for ourselves. So I bring up all of these moon children to show that this whole world, whenever there's an issue and you don't know, okay, the father may be this one, the father, that's a moon child. Like we're and we're all we're all products of that. All of us, because all of us come from somebody. So if there's a situation where you don't know the origins of your genetics, and that means somebody in the family concealing something from you. If your family is, is loving, 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 and then you get to a certain age, it seems like they want you to do something, you don't do it, and then they just start shitting on you, shitting on you, shitting on you. You know that there was a certain plan for you, and you didn't conform, so now you're the outcast. That's why most of us that get this consciousness have the same have the same experiences. Yep. Because we don't because we have been so entrenched with our heads down in Western society that we're not looking up and seeing that that the community are those of us that's building and really serious about dealing with stuff like this. You know what I mean? That's the people. You know what I mean? 
the, the community, right, is going to be those of us who get together and actually have a plan to implement to make some change. But we can't do that if we are constantly being inundated and infested by people who look like us but are working directly against us. Okay. It's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. And especially when these people are coming with, with the with the big behinds, right, and the big breasts and the big lips and the, the 12, the 13-inch penis, right? This is what everybody wants. <laughs> this is what everybody's favorite needs. Every other commercial is Epsom or Viagra or, 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 or vaginal yeast or this or that. Everything is about keeping you on a material, mundane, sexually deviant level so that way we do not access the divine kundalini shakti that activates the orchid gland, which is the lower pineal organ in between the perineum and the scrotum, or the, excuse me, the anus and the uh, scrotum, mm-hmm. and the woman is the anus and the vagina, as well as the high organ, which is the locus coeruleus, the little black dot that exists in the pineal gland that mm-hmm. makes it work. Mm-hmm. And the issue, again, is that we don't take this serious. Because, again, mm-hmm. when we get, into certain, we get into certain groups, we let the leader think for us. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what Dr. York said. Dr. York said, I'm waiting for y'all to get up and do something. <laughs> he said, I'm tired. He was telling people that all the time. Same thing with, with, with Louis Farrakhan. That ain't where the nation was going. When when Lajma Hollandin never said nothing about voting. Lajma Hollandin never said nothing about getting together with these people. Can't never do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, we we are not in our right position. So until we do it, we're gonna have to keep going in like this. And I'm thankful to uh, sisters like yourself, Alexis. I know a lot of the 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 trepidation that you go through from just expressing yourself. And because there's a underlying thing in this conscious community that a lot of brothers have issues or don't want to necessarily get wisdom from women. Niggas need to get over that. One of the greatest Morris scholars I know who I've ever listened to is a woman named Queen Valeria L. Bay. <laughs> you know what I mean? She taught me more than half of the Moors that I know that I would go to meetings with. And I ain't never met this woman in my life. So I do notice, though, that there's a preponderance in which when it comes to women with this knowledge, they want to try to castigate it and make it seem like, you know, she's a hoe or she's this or she's that. And mm-hmm. all of that, but what happens, though, this is where the G come in. What's up with that, though, is that most of that gossip is coming from dudes. Yep. <laughs> because, see, what, what another issue, too, is what certain men don't like about women is that a woman can look at a man and know if he's homosexual or not. The gaydar, you know they call saying? it. They That's call it right. the gaydar. Especially a black woman. Especially a black woman. She could look right at you like, oh, her. And that's what put me, and that's what put me on the game. You know what I'm saying? One day I was in, one day me and Salida was walking down the um, block to the store, and there was this dude, mad hardcore. And he was just walking through like on some real DMX thug type shit. And as he walked past me, he kind of bumped me. So I turned around, about to say something. Selena was like, don't say nothing to him. Keep it moving. I was like, yo, this thing. She was like, don't even take it like that. She's like, he's gay. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> why? Why? Two weeks later. Why two weeks later? <laughs> we down on South Beach. Just 
to get in the cab, go home. Why see this nigga laid up in another arms, man? Oh, you know no. what I'm saying? Yes. Muscle down, nigga laid up in another nigga arm sitting on the car. And as soon as he see me, he turned his head real quick. You know what I'm saying? You know, Selena, she just started rolling. She just started laughing at this nigga. <laughs> she just started laughing like, yo, you see, I told you. And that's what it is with you, Queen. I bring that up for you, Alexis, to give you the knowledge and let you know. That's why a lot of these niggas don't like you either. Because you see right through them. And any twisted uh, with knowledge, but with knowledge like you or whatever, you see through a lot of shit, and a lot of these dudes don't want to be that obvious. Mm-hmm. So, here, I got to speak on this, and, and, and I, I ain't mean to cut your wisdom because I'm with you. That's why I said, Alexis, come on my show. I, I dare one of these niggas to say something to you. You motherfucking, I lay your shit down. You see what I'm saying? We don't play that shit around here, but the same situation, I had the same shit happen earlier of... What about these uh, brothers who see a young sister coming up who got mad yeah. potential, and then they throw yeah. this, you know, so they throw this, um, I'm older than you, and I'm God body, and you need me to civilize you, so I can't really listen to you. You got to be like, I'm going to protect you because, you know, you got to watch out who's feeding you shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why is it that these brothers is so caught up in this you know what I'm saying, possessive shit, but what they're really doing is sexually starving these, you know what I'm saying, these young ladies um, off of some big ego-type shit. Build on that. That's right. You're absolutely right, brother. You, that's perfect. That's called, that whole ritual is called raising her to your hand. Like Woody Allen. Remember how Woody Allen was with Mia Farrow? And then they adopted the little uh, Asian girl at 13, and then by 15 he had a sex with her, and then by 17 he married her. Yep. Right? That's called raising her to his hand. He bought his wife. That's what they also call a male order bride. A lot of times mm. what happens with these brothers, a lot of times what happens with these brothers, man, is that prior to them getting into this knowledge, this consciousness, ain't nobody listened to them before. You know right. what I'm saying? Yep. Ain't nobody paid attention <laughs> to them. Ain't nobody really wanted to hear what they had to say. And as soon as they started getting kind of known with certain shit, then what happens is it's like, okay, I'm going to be the man. I'm going to pattern myself for what the other ones have done. Right? So the other ones is like the ones that we know, the leaders. And so then what they do, they say, well, I can't really hold nothing down with a woman my age because she going to know how I get down too well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get with her daughter. You see what I'm saying? Or I'm going to get them young because this way I can also, depending on how old the person is, I can also use my penis as I can turn my penis into a vagina and turn her vagina into the penis and suck out her divine energy and hold it to myself so that way I have more youthful spirit to do what the fuck I want to do. And she now has become dependent upon me sucking her blood. You understand? In the form of this knowledge. Because wow. she don't have, she's usually isolated from her family. She's usually isolated from her mother. She's usually in a situation where the father or something or whatever is not necessarily in the best position. Or they have a great relationship with the father, hard relationship with the mother. Either way, there's something that the woman is looking for in terms of validation. So as long as the man seems strong, because also to keep it real, some women is just attract, is just attracted to, to bullshit niggas. Keep it real. Yep. 
some yep. women are just attracted to the wrong man, just like some men yep. is attracted to the wrong woman, and they would rather have a wrong woman than a right one. Yep. So there's only but so much you can do when it comes to that. But these men are fulfilling another form of, of, of satanic ritual in which they are, like I said, using their, their penis as a divining rod to bring down the energy out of the yoni so that way they can hold on to it. Just like in the form of the moon child ritual, what they do with certain women, like what they did allegedly with Britney Spears, was at 13, they bring them into a ritual hall, strap them down, spread eagle. And then when she gets her period, they get three different men who themselves was raped and traumatized to come in and have sex with her while her period is coming down. But they do it in sort of like the pyramid structure. So the negative energy spirals up to the top of the pyramid. That energy is collected in the capstone pyramid, part of the pyramid, in a thing they call an organ device, an organic device. And then they take that organic energy and transfer it into machines and shit like that to power computers, to power lights, whatever they want to do. But they do this at the age of 13 because that is when the woman is in her crossroads. The child is in the crossroads. Same thing with the little boy. What it also does, though, is that when the handler dies, right, usually what happens when the handler dies is that the subject who is handled begins to wake up out of the programming. So they start to have flashbacks and shit like that. But what happens is when the handler dies, the connection is broken. But prior to the death, the handler is there. And what he does is when he rapes the woman or whatever, he puts an imprint of his nefarious, his devilish consciousness in to the psyche of the woman. So any, so if he dies and she thinks about him in a dream, this is a way for his spirit to disincarnate and come back into her memory. This is called a haunting. This is called demonic possession. Demonic possession and alien abduction are the same thing. The supernatural, the occult, magic, sorcery, it's basically all the same thing. But just like hot and cold water is what you're using it for. You can't get mad at the water if it burns you because it's water. You know what I mean? But just like all things, it has a polarity. You can blend it and get it to where you want it to be. And that's how magic really is. But we don't believe in magic as black people. What we think magic is, is what they make movies from. And all that stuff is, is Satanism. <laughs> magic is... Being able to walk down the street, see somebody you don't want to see, and then walk right by you like they didn't see you. <laughs> That's you projecting outward with your mind, your intent. Damn, I don't want to talk to this person right now. I hope they don't see me. They don't see you. I tell people this all the time. Is, 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 is magic when you got is magic when you got drugs in the car and you don't want the police to stop you? Is that magic? <laughs> That's that magic, brother. That's they that magic. Right they or they turn on the lights when they're behind you, you smoking an herb, and you think they're about to stop you, and then they pull right around and go somewhere else. That's you. That's you, That's you projecting them away. And we can do shit. Like, we don't know how we can use these people, how you can turn them into puppets. I tell people the other time. I tell people all the time. These, one thing that these crackers unilaterally are in, in deep terror with us is is black magic. 
So you don't even got Son. to be into and shit like that. You don't even got to be that. You just got to wear a skull sometimes. Like right now, if everybody in the hood that they live in got went to the store, right, like the, the novelty store, put a bunch of skulls, put them on sticks, and littering throughout the whole hood, police would stop coming to the ghetto. Watch. Think I'm playing. <laughs> Them people, you don't believe me? Go in history and look at what the Mau Mau was doing. You know what I'm saying? The Mau Mau was doing wild shit. They was coming in, and when the white man would come in to try to uh, lock them up, they would they would uh, paint white people. They would tattoo white boys, paint them black, <laughs> right? Do a, do a do a hit or something, and then leave the white and then knock the white boy out. And the white people come and kill the kill the black man. Thinking they're killing the black man is a white man. <laughs> you understand? Like, we do an issue with them. So what I'm saying is, you walk now, she follow, ask you some shit. And then he ask you for some ID. And you go in your ID wallet, and you pull out an image of a Paolo Mayombe skull with, with blood dripping from it with a machete or some shit. You see what happened with them. You're like, hey, okay, thank you, sir. Have a good day. Because they know. That's the one thing they scared of, and that's the one thing black people don't use. Because black people have been trained through Christianity that that's the devil. <laughs> right? That, that's not going to help. That's disrespecting Jesus. What do you think Jesus was doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you think he was doing? He was running up in the temple, flipping on these people, drink, turning water into wine. You know what I'm saying? So if he could drink it, how come I can't? <laughs> and that's the and thing. We, we don't we don't we don't use common sense with this stuff, man. And all if I could say anything to the people as I'm wrapping it up, I'm sorry I gotta put the baby down with my queen. We all do it together. I just wanna say, man, that we all is not lost. The end is not yet. You know what I'm saying? You all, we all have the divine spark of the creator in us and that's why niggas don't like you. They don't like you because you come from something that they could never come from. And if that's the case and you know that, there's nothing in this reality that could stop you, man. Nothing. So one of the best things you could do to a cracker the next time they start talking to see your power, ignore them. Act like they're not even talking to you. Watch what happens. These niggas will literally start tap dancing in front of you to get you to acknowledge them. Because they, they can't live without you. <laughs> but you can live without them. <laughs> and they want you to always not understand that. And they always want you to be dependent on them. Always getting food stamps, always doing whatever you got to do to make you, us, think that we need them. The minute we say that we can do it all ourselves, let me say this. Let me rewind that. The minute that the black woman says that she is not going to stand for these people molesting and killing her babies, Everything will change. The minute the black man say, I'm going to stop anybody from disrespecting my woman, including myself, everything going to change. Elijah Muhammad said, God was showing proof that he is God over the devil by taking the devil off the planet in one day. People take that literal, thinking one day is like a day. But a day to God is like a million years, a thousand years to us. So we're about dudes, is what I'm saying, you know? Mm. So, I say, I say, I say. I say, man, thank you for having us. And thank you, brother, as well as Alexis. This is great. I really appreciate it, man. And the help.
let me know when you can come back to Sears so we can finish because I really oh, have some more questions. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, man. I really appreciate you guys having me. Um, you, you mind if I tell people about the radio show real quick? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Everybody wants to holler us. We're also on Block Talk Radio every Monday and every other Friday on Block Talk. Our show is called Super Hey Ru Radio, S U P E R H E R U R A D I O Radio on our Block Talk. You could also check out some of our, uh, like I did a whole series, a DVD lecture on uh, the good Dr. Pascal Beverly Randolph. It's on my website with, as well as uh, some of my other materials. Uh, it's com. Tears is spelled T-I-E-R-S, as in levels. Also, uh, uh, blessings to all of those who have may have lost loved ones and also uh, we want to welcome uh, the new baby that we're about to uh, go and uh, see. Beautiful family, the Gilberts, bless, blessings to them. They are about to have they feed uh, a, a couple, brother, sister, couple that are, are married out here. Beautiful couple. And again, this is what it's about, man. If anybody wants That's to holler, I know you got an me. album too. Can people break bread with you over there on your um, on your site and spend some money with you and get that album? Yes, sir. Anybody could check me out. You could check it out on iTunes. It's under the name I Fear the Duke of Tears and Selena, the Empress of 10,000 Years. The album is called The Birth Record, D-I-R-T-H. Uh, birth is an acronym that stands for bringing, uh, uh, bringing an informative renaissance to hip-hop. Uh, please check it out. It's really good. We've been working on it. Uh, also, if anybody wants to holler at me for any lecture bookings or shows or workshops, weddings, whatever you need, you can email me directly at house of L at hotmail.com. That's H-O-U-S-E-O-F-E-L at hotmail.com. I want to thank you, brother, for, for hosting the beautiful sister, and thank you, goddess, for having me on the show. It's always love. And if there's anything that we or anything can do to help what it is you guys are doing, we're always there. You know what I'm saying? Just shoot me an email. And we'll make it happen, man. So, again, thank you for having us. And, uh, inshallah, we'll speak soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a great night. Yes, sir. Take care. Alexis, you done it again, girl. You got that fire, girl. Get it up for Alexis Tyler. Vagina power! I hate he had to go because I'm sure it's probably somebody that wanted to ask him some questions. So I don't know if anybody's on the line. They have any uh, any questions? I you know if they want to speak to him or if they just had something to say in general. Hey man, here. if anybody got good comments, I feel you, Alexis. Go ahead, y'all can call on back in three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Press one, raise your hand. At least give us a comment on something that you heard from the brother. He 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 listened to the archives, and you know possibly he'll hear it later on, and you know may start up a whole another show. So if you got a question for the uh, for Sierra Duke of Tears, or if you got a comment for Alexis or Coach Kyer, y'all go ahead and press one, and you know light up your line, and we'll go ahead and open we'll go ahead and open your mic up. Plus, he's doing a show tomorrow, Friday. Uh, you can find my blog talk of Fear the Duke of Tears. They'll be able to catch his Friday show. 
and he has a Monday show. Really good show. I love his show. Hey, I love it too. I'm happy that you got him on here, man. What was the What was the inspiration for you bringing him on to the show, man? That was a killer move. No, we've done shows before. I brought him on my shows before uh, on Blog Talk. About oh, okay, ago. okay, okay, okay. You just yeah. brought him. You just you just letting us you just letting us see your network. <laughs> yeah, he's him and his wife and the baby are very good friends and close. They're family to me. So no, this is not the first time we've done shows together. He's welcome anywhere I go. Mmm, nice, 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 nice. So yeah, I really, I really enjoyed you know the entire that entire bill that the brother had. Yeah, I wish we could have got a couple of people on the line to ask him a question, but the brother he was going in dropping some good jewels about the moon childs and about Chloe Kardashian. I didn't, I ain't know nothing about that. So I can, I can really see how they want to make sure we get rid of OJ to make sure he don't never let that shit out. Yeah, when I have him on, I really don't like to, people like him, just like with Sister Meyer, I don't like to take calls while they're speaking. I like to get them after. I really like to hear them go in on their topic because it's so important to me, and I like their energy and their wisdom and spirit. So I really don't want anybody to disturb their flow. I don't want them to stop and start with questions and answers. I just want them to go right on into it and flow. and then let, But, but I knew he wasn't going to stay long tonight because he's helping to, to do a home birth. He's doing a home delivery. Okay, okay. That's why he couldn't say the whole show with us this time. So I wanted him mm. to have him. I didn't want I wanted him to get it all in. Because I definitely want to talk more uh, with him about the moon children and uh, about he was saying that when people die, the, the person that is the, the master over that moon child that's got that child enslaved, a lot of times they don't get the power released or they don't stop becoming slaves until that person dies. And sometimes you can actually free yourself before that person dies. But it's like you're fighting with two parts of yourself. You're you're fractured and you have these ultra cells and the child self inside of I know because I've lived through that and having to work through that. So that's why I can't wait till he comes back so we can talk about that issue because that's usually why people become alcoholics, drug addicts, commit suicide because they don't recognize the alter self within themselves and the fractured personalities within themselves like like I have. That's how I know so much about that topic in the moon children and the um how you become a slave, a sex slave, or basically a slave to your family or other people because uh of the trauma based mind control. Yep, and today I, that's funny that y'all even that subject even came up about these spirit attachments. And when he was talking about demonic possessions and alien abductions, is the same thing because I'm reading the book by uh, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, and um, he's he's talking about how you have to watch sometimes for people who don't have shadows. You know, that's one of the tips. Sometimes you'd be talking to a person, and it's a lot of people that live amongst us that actually do not have shadows, but they are uh, taking over people's host bodies. And we think that that's only possible in the movies, but that shit is real, real. You know what I'm saying? And that's another reason why I think the brother was like, they don't want, um, they don't want us to start learning about 
black magic because your basic black magic is not going to I was being funny it was real about the police driving around but you know the first thing that you would do once you got you some black magic is what be able to protect yourself that's what we, we needed for not to be living like in paranoia but if I got some basic some some basic magic skills that's what we get twisted in the game is trying to attack somebody when the first thing you should do is make sure your own self is secure so you don't have one of these walk-ins come in and do as they will with your damn body. And then next thing you know, you wake up and got a bloody knife in your hand talking about, I ain't do nothing. And then the police like, well, we got you on tape. We're going to go ahead and give you 20 years right now. You know, and that's a lot of the teachers that Dr. Gibson, you know, talks about is these is is these spirit attachments. And sometimes in his research, he said that the average person has between 80 to 120 spirit attached to them. It may not all be demonic. You may have a loved one who really liked you, you know what I'm saying, and they attached. And you may have a dead animal that you was attached to that is attached to you or a uh, a a a woman um, the story I was reading today was a woman had been raped and she lost a child. And then the child, the spirit of the child wanted to come back through but was uh, serving as a protector of the host mother. But it was causing her to be very violent amongst herself. And any man that approached um, that spirit of that baby would attack that man not out of you know i'm a bad spirit but he was like well, you know that's how i got down here last time was through a violent act through a man you know and um so i it's a it's, it's it's a very real subject out here and um hopefully in the future we can do a show on either your show or one of my shows on sunday you know about that topic because it's, it's it is it is a real subject and we shouldn't be looking at it from, oh, it just happens in the movies and Harry Potter and stuff like that. Hey, I hear you saying all the time, Alexis, wake up, people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wake up. So let, let me hopefully see somebody we can go ahead and get that too. Code 510, did you have a comment on question 510? Yes, I did have a question. Um, I'm interested in getting the time of the um, guest. So you said it was Monday and Friday, but you didn't say what time. No, I don't know. Like I said, you can find a seer yourself on Blog Talk. Just go to Blog Talk and search a seer, the Duke of Tears. See, I don't know his show schedule, but a seer, the Duke of Tears, will take you to his page. If you type that into Blog Talk, it'll take you over there, and you can see his page and his show schedule. Oh, thank you, because I logged in really late, so I, I caught the last of of the show, but I wanted to say I did hear him talk about um, Alexis about how um, you've had problems and challenges with a lot of the conscious community and the non-conscious community, and I have to co-sign to what he was saying in terms of you being who you are and being so um, aware and so wise and able to read into the cells of people and determine who and what they are, what they are about, that's very threatening to people, men as well as women, especially men. And I just want to applaud you for all the work you've done, all the knowledge that you've gained and imparted. Uh, I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Woo! 
Woo, go girl. I told you you're doing the right thing, Alexis. Keep it up. And, sister, um, I found that time for you. The show comes on at 9 o'clock. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, it comes on comes on uh, this Friday at 9 p.m. Yeah, a seer is A-S-E-E-R, a seer, the Duke of Tears, with T-I-E-R. Okay. Yeah, just type I it out. And he's on Facebook, too, a seer, the Duke of Tears. You can find his page on Facebook and friend him and contact him. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, have a good night. Yes, ma'am. You too. Area code 267. Do you have a question or comment? Area code 267. Area code 323. Area code 469. Um, I don't see a phone number here, but it says Akasha. Is there a question or comment? Area code 205. Area code 917. Show. Thank you so much. You want to go and say something else? Um, you want to go into another topic, Tyre? Oh, I thought um, area code 917, I thought they had uh, responded. I, it's still open. I just heard them say good show. Uh, did you have anything else to say, area code 917? Uh, no, I, I I just love the show. I always listen to the Duke. His show is always very knowledgeable. And I'm just starting to listen to you, and I think you're fantastic, Alexis, and I'm always here, Coach. So I just love the show. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Celebrate them Alexis K. Tyler fans around here. That's right. Tune in to Zoom in. I love it. Yes. Yes, I will. I do want to pick a little uh, another topic, if you don't mind, Alexis, because the um, subject that I was bringing up earlier, I want to put out a, a FYI to the um, to the to all the sisters out here listening. Because this is why I was like, this is a perfect match. Because Alexis be speaking that truth, and they just be. But that thing that he brought up about how a woman can spot a gay man real quick, that right there is sensitive. You know what I'm saying? How these brothers be trying to perpetrate and hide and stuff. Oh, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But before I do that, I see we got a 510 with their with hand up. Call it from the 510 area code. Your mic is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Okay, they might have hit it by accident. Okay, this was my public service announcement for the sisters out here. Be careful for these five percenters who calling themselves gods. I thought that we didn't have this problem anymore, but I can tell it's done pop back up again, and I got to speak on it. If a man, if a man is not, this is about relationships. Open relationships does not mean swingers. Open means honest. Do not let no man play you and pimp your mind and tell you you got to sit on that pussy and he can go out here and fuck whoever he want to. Do not, do not go for that. 
and then do not turn around and let him run that game on you that um, he's doing it for your best. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to uh, let you learn something. Uh, you very, imp- especially if he starts talking to you and saying you're very impressionable. If he's telling you that you're very impressionable, then he already knows that. He already knows that you're very impressionable. So what is he trying to do? He's trying to impress upon you, like the brother said, bringing you up by his hand. Be careful. Also, astrologically, you sisters under 29. I've seen this on one of your old videos, Alexis. You didn't say nothing about the age of 29 and Saturn returning, but you were talking about good dick will make you slap your mama. And you see a lot of young women messing with brothers who are older who know how to hit that spot. You know what I'm talking about? That man is using his penis maturity, but you don't have the vaginal maturity of someone who is older than 29 years old. And it ain't got nothing about, I'm approved that I can do what she do. She's 35. You know what I'm saying? What's in the number? I love him. He loves me. The planet Saturn is a serious, serious planet right now. Don't, remember that song, uh, don't you rush to get old, take your time. And he, um, in the song he said, take your time, young man. But I want to say take your time, young man and young woman. I know sometimes women, the whole issue is you all develop and mature faster than the men your age, okay? You're going to have to show some patience. If you 22 and the brother is 42, like Sister Myra says, he's old enough to be your daddy. And I know he can hit that spot right and give you that mature dick that the other 22-year-old or the 18-year-old can't give you, but that don't make your maturity rate fast, go no faster. It don't make you a grown woman because you're fucking with a grown man. If you have sex with your daddy, it's incest. I'm going to say it again. If you have sex with your daddy, it's incest. Whether it's your biological father or whether it's, you know what I'm saying, somebody who's old enough to be your father. That ain't the only dick out there. Now, I know, Alexis, you like, damn, Kaya, what's, I don't know who you talking like this because I'm so frustrated at where we at in this time in 2012 that people still using that 1990s Wu-Tang bullshit to try to get these sisters who coming into the community and wanting to get knowledge and get some wisdom who are honest and impressionable, but they are still naive. And these niggas out here hunting like it's hunting season. And that shit is really disturbing me, really, really serious. You know what I'm saying? And I had to call some of my guys tonight, and they was telling me just to calm down. You know what I'm saying? They was like, man, yo, them niggas is clowns. Leave them alone. And I do understand that some women, you have to go through the karma of dealing with that brother. But ladies, you, um, to death do us part is not a black thing. To death do us part is not a Pan-African thing. To death do us part is not a uh, RBG thing. That is a white European woman thing that's less than 400 years old, okay? The institution of marriage is old as Methuselah, millions of years. It's a co-partnership. But this institution of to death do us part is some government, state, legal shit that does not apply to you. Get it out of your mind. You know what I'm saying? You may grow 10 years with a person, 5 years with a person, but astrologically, your planets will now start to change and the nature of your relationship will change as it gets older. 
It does. It might start off slow, and then it may heat up. It may heat up early and then cool off later. But don't get into the thing about it's going to hold on your whole life. we got a minute on the show. We're going to the after party. The phone number is 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. Call in if you're in the, if you're in the queue before the show cuts off to catch out some of this after party with Alexis K. Tyler and Vagina Power. I love it. You know I can say vagina power like that, did you? No, I didn't. But I know you love vagina. I ain't playing no games out here. I'm getting ready to get me some vagina power T-shirts around here. We're going to make us some motherfucking money. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to slow my mouth down a little bit. Excuse me. We do got a caller from the 313-744. Your mic is open with Alexis K. Tyler. Let me get your name and where you're calling from, please. This is Jadel, Peace Coach. How are you? Peace, peace. How you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I just wanted to say that I've been listening to you guys on Blog Talk and follow you and on YouTube, and um, definitely been learning a lot. I appreciate everything yeah. both of you guys are doing in regards yeah. to uh, teaching this upcoming generation. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Big ups. You know, we shout out. We thank you for listening. You know what I'm saying? We're just sharing our experiences. Me and Alexis done seen some shit coming down through here, and we don't want y'all to have to see the shit we had to see. <laughs> oh, I already know. I already know. That's why I, that's why I hold on to every word. Um, I, I wanted to know if you could touch a little bit on Coach and uh, Mama Alexis also. You were just speaking about the planet, uh, the planet Saturn, and how serious it was in regards to, um, you know, it's been in the relationship se- sector since 2009, and I uh, was just talking about how the relationships heat up and cool, and um, how this institution, the marriage, is not for us. But what really stood out to me was uh, your comment in regards to. Um, the maturity difference in how sisters is going to need, need to have some patience right now. And I was wondering if you guys could uh, speak on that a little bit more, give me a little bit more perspective on that in, in, in regards to some, some things that I can apply to my to my life. Ladies first. Alexis, you want to go first on that? So see, I don't understand, like you all do, and Sister Myra and Osir on astrology, so she wanted to know about Saturn, so I really can't address that from that level yet. Well, okay, well, I'm going to start off with Saturn, and maybe you can talk about the importance of sisters being a little bit more patient with these brothers. I'll let you, I'll let you talk on that one then. Um, on the astrological level, it takes the sun 365 days to make one circle. That's what they call a biological year. You celebrate that on your birthday. But the planet Saturn governs contracts, karma, rules and regulations. He's a spiritual grandfather. He's like Santa Claus. That's where they get the word Santa and the word Satan from. When they're making that song, uh, he's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's going to find out you're naughty or nice. Santa Claus. They're talking about Saturn, which takes 29 years to make one lap. So all that stuff that you came around doing, you know what I'm saying, for 29 years that you got away with or you thought you was being slick, it was all written down on your soul. And Saturn keeps up with that. That's why they call him Father Time. 
So when he comes around at 29, he getting ready to shake up your world by delivering your just due. You can call him, you can call him Uncle Justice if you want to, or Grandpa Justice. So you just walking around at 27, walking around at 28, boom, 29 come. He is on your ass for 365 days. And he's going to make sure you atone for all those things. Now, he's not punishing you because he knows you still got to stay here on this planet Earth. But he don't want you to go through your next 29 years fucking up your karma the way you may have been fucking it up in your first 29 years. So he brings right. lessons home to you in your first 29 years. So if you're dealing with a brother who's over 30 years old, and let's say you're 25, you can't catch up in the time difference. Every year that he's over 30, he's learning more from what Saturn taught him. You have yet yeah. to get to that class yet. You know, sometimes like you be in high school and you can't take a class until you get to a certain grade. You're in the eighth grade, but you want to take Algebra 2, but you got to take Algebra 1 first, and you got to take Geometry, but you want to take Algebra 2. Just because he's your boyfriend and he's in the Algebra 2 class, don't make you an Algebra 2 professional. You got to wait until you turn 29 years old and go through that class and get your own distinct lesson in maturity. And that's what we have not been taught in relationships. We think an older man is my answer to my maturity issues. And your frustration of, oh, these niggas don't understand me, yada, 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 yada. I got another bomb for y'all, too. We men ain't supposed to understand y'all. And it's really against our nature when you all try to feminize, feminize us by talking to us like we a female. Anytime you say to a man, he just doesn't understand me, we can't. Y'all more complex, more intelligent, and more emotional than we are. Remember, y'all was on the planet first. Y'all made us. Y'all made us physically stronger, but less intelligent and less in touch with our emotions. That's why y'all moved y'all ovaries down into what we now call testicles, and we are out of touch. So you're looking at a man, he got balls. He can't be as in touch as your girlfriend. So stop trying to feminize him and let him be who he is. And then you say, wait a minute, there's got to be another way I can communicate with him. But check yourself to see, are you talking to your man? Are you talking to your king? Are you talking to your boyfriend or your husband or your god or your partner like he's a female? Sometimes you may be like, you know, thinking that we all equal. We we all sh sh uh, want equality, but we all not equal. I always say, women, peace. I say, if you want that man to listen to you like a woman, you need to start peeing standing up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we don't do that. So let that man be in with his place where he's at. But don't be abusive. There's a thin line between wisdom and cunning. And sometimes these men, like the brother said, they turn into vampires and they're sucking your blood and you think that that's love or you think that that's attention. And so you so you voluntarily holding your chin up, letting them suck on your neck and take all these vital life sources out. Take your time, stand back from the brother. Go get you a hotel room by yourself or go somewhere where he don't know where you at and get out four or five pieces of paper and uh, draw a line down the middle with a red pen and put benefits on one side and hazards on the other side. And have a moment and be honest with yourself. Get you some wine. Get you a bottle of wine, a bottle of Jack Daniels or something because a drunk man speaks a true heart. So if you're having right. issues with honesty and your own personal blind spot, you may have to loosen yourself up a little bit because it, we are at that critical nature now where there is no more snooze button. 
there is no more there is no more snooze button where I can be like, I wait till next year. I just get it right. next year. You can't wait till next year. There, there is no more. Remember, 2012, the December 12th, the December 21st. We don't know if we in December or not. It's January in North Carolina. It was about 65 degrees a day. We ain't got no sign of no snow or nothing on my side with shorts and flip flops on. What is that? You see what I'm saying? So this is the 25,000 year cycle that the Mayans and the Aztecs and the Egyptians was writing about. You, everybody that's on this call tonight, everybody that listens to the download, we the, we the people that they've been talking about, and they, there are no more snooze buttons right now. There's only on-the-job training. So we used to say, oh, well, just give me a little bit more time and let me figure it out. We don't, you don't have it no more. Like, sisters, that's, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but all that, you know, I got to take my time and be by myself. You may have 30 minutes now instead of six months. You may have 30 minutes to go get yourself together. And you may think, well, it's unfair. Remember, now I said it was written. So don't, don't sit there and talk about what's fair, you know what I'm saying, and get caught up in that. That's another European mind state. What's fair is reality. When you're dealing with my art from the comedic system, she deals with reality. She don't deal with your emotional feelings. Even though your emotions and your feelings um, are the foundation and foreground for the magic. And we need y'all. We need y'all to start developing y'all's magic. That's why I was so happy when Alexis needed to come on the show. And I was like, please, come on. Bring that magic, baby. Stir it up. Stir it up. Because... Alexis K. Tyler is on the job training. I don't know if y'all know her story or not, but she got some super wisdom out here for y'all. If y'all will pay attention and listen. So I hope that helped a little bit about Saturn. If you're 25, you know, you got four years before that joint coming. If you're 28, get ready because it's coming next year. If you're 29, it's on your ass right now. If you need an astrological reading, call me. Call Sister Myra. Set up an appointment with somebody who can so they can tell you where your Saturn is and what is it going to look like. Like if you're 27 years old and getting an astrological reading, you're ahead of the game because you're like, shit, I know what to expect. Let me go ahead and get ready for this. When I was 39 years old, I was getting ready to turn 40 because in some tribes in Africa, I'm not respected as a man until I turn 40. I was like, damn, so you mean I was 34? I wasn't no man? They was like, hell no, you little nigga. I was like, wow. So I had to get ready for 40. So there's certain milestones in your life that we need to get ready for. So at that 29, get ready for it because it ain't playing. But the good thing is if you're prepared and you've been laying down good karma and good dharma, it ain't going to bust your ass as much. But I promise you on everything I love, go take a survey. Go ask some of your aunties who don't know nothing about metaphysical. Go ask some sisters in the church or stop some sisters on the street and be like, can you remember around when you were 29 or 30? Was there any life-changing events? Don't even use the word crises. Just use the word life-changing. Did anything change your life when you were 30? Ask some brothers and just be like, oh, I was just curious. Don't send up by Saturn and don't try to get deep on them. Just go take a survey next couple of days and see how people's lives change around that 29 to 30. It happens every, it, it, it's happening all the time. And you must respect Saturn just like the police, because that's who he is. He's the astrological judge who will come around here and say, boom, look at this. This is what we got going on. Remember when you did this when you were 23? Remember you said this shit right here when you were 25? Remember when you was 19 you said this? You can't throw your hands up and be like, ignorance of the law. I ain't know. Don't do nothing. I ain't know. He's going to be like, nah. 
You have to pay this check. You ran your tab up. You drunk all that liquor talking about putting on your tab. You can't just walk out this restaurant. You going you gonna to pay this tab before you leave here, and I'm going to shake it up out of you if I have to. So that's my drop on Saturn. Show him some respect, and he'll show you some love. If you ain't showing him no respect because of your sexual urges, that's another thing, too. Your se- don't let your sexual urges or that man's sexual urges, you know what I'm saying, get you jammed up in a, um, and get your karma fucked up because he got bad karma. But to check a man's karmic level, I know you can see what kind of disease he may have and do he got money and do he got credit, but you might want to check out what his karma is because you don't want to get tied up in nobody else's karma. Not a good look. Yeah. That's my two cents well, on that. Well, from what I'm thinking as a woman, every woman's experience is different. We're all not here for the same path and the same experience and for me to get to where I am and I'm still not where I want to be. I'm still growing. I had to withdraw. I had to spend a lot of time alone, get rid of sex partners, fake friends, and everybody so that I could see. Because everybody that was around me was pretending to be my friend or pretending to want the best for me. But really what they wanted was to keep me blind to their agenda and keep me blind to seeing who I was and keep me broken so that they could feed off me and manipulate me for their own gain because they were broken and came with another agenda. And I'm seeing that as I saw it coming first, but since we did the Resurrection of the Goddess with Sister Myra in in Baltimore, it's it's like a whole, somewhere else. And that's what I was trying to tell the women. And uh, Haki will have that DVD from the Resurrection of the Goddess in a couple of days because I just sent him the edited version a couple of days ago. And it really looks good. You... um, Kair and everybody in it looks really good. It's a nice DVD. So I'm looking forward to everybody seeing it. We're gonna um, Desmond's gonna do a excerpt for me, so we can put it on um, YouTube for people to see some excerpts out of that DVD from the Resurrection of the Goddess in the Baltimore. But it was um, it's a great shift, and I was telling the women in there that now. You cannot focus on anything or anybody outside of yourself if you are on the same vibration as me. If you came here to move like I move and you have a similar path that I have, because I cannot speak to all black women and I cannot speak to all black men and all little girls and little boys, I'm speaking to whoever is on the vibration and it has nothing to do with your race I see because of all the people, the most vicious attacks and enemies I have and have had have been ones that so-called were my people, my folks, and from the hood, for be black people. Now I don't embrace that anymore. I don't believe that, and those are the ones I have to still clear up and protect myself from the most. They tell you to protect yourself from white people, and white people are the enemy, but white folks ain't in my face, grinning all the time, trying to make me trust them, or make me feel comfortable to relax around them and then stick my ass in the heart. It's the nigga bitches and the niggas that's doing the bullshit. So it's like since that event, and I saw so it didn't work for them, because like you said, Kair, and other wise people around me said, listen, don't feed that shit. And I could not feed it because my spirit would not allow me to give it life. I would not give it emotion. They were trying to create a portal for 
crucifixion for me. And I knew the only way that the light, the match could be struck was through my pussy and through my heart chakra. I had to get my emotions charged to strike the goddamn match to create the exposure, explosion which would annihilate me. I wasn't going to do it. I'm going to give it life, baby. I'm not going to give it life. I had to learn, and it came to me, and it opened a portal up in me during the resurrection to not give energy to things that I cannot control, to not give emotion or even align myself with the vibration that a motherfucker own on some dumb shit to align myself and attach myself to that experience or the mind of an idiot or a virus or some other bullshit so that now you can pull me down that vibration I give your motherfucking ass life. And now you are, you are electromagnetically charged and your, your damn cock up, you know, your nuts up and your heart chakra up and your pineal by fucking feeding off me. I'm not going to allow you to do that. So if you are women that are on my path and you agree to come in like I did to go through the bullshit you went through, see, you get to the point that you can drop your bourgeoisie shit and your church shit to where you can fucking hear me. Because a lot of y'all can't hear me because you think you're better than me. Or you want some other shit and you said something wrong with me because I'm cussing and I don't have no PhD like y'all do. I got one from the street. I got one from the knowledge of spirits trying to wake me up and fully educate me that I got. That's more important to me than going to a school. Now, I'm going to finish school and I'm going to read your books. But that ain't where I get my identity. I just have to get my identity like that in that 3D shit to move around. But from what I started dropping in December in the Resurrection of the Goddess was women, it's time for you to work your black magic. It's time for you to work your white magic. It's time for you to work your pussy magic. And open up all the chakras in your body, but the thing is you don't really know who you are. Because you only going by them chakras. Everybody, you know, they're talking about all this chakra or feel. Them white folks told you that shit about yourself. And that ain't even really the complete real deal. Because anything they give you is really going to be half truth. Because they not you. And they only got it from the shit they stole or where they folks gave it to them or where they found it or dug it up and hid it from you. So they're not going to ever give you the complete circle. It's only half of the circle because really they're half of you. And you half of yourself, but not even the complete whole half, because most of us are walking around here in the dark with our ovaries not jiggling and not activated, and the niggas been fucking you, ain't went up in you and shot off from two fucking nuts to line up with your pussy and your ovaries to electrify you and electrocute your two ovaries with the truth. You don't know who the fuck you are. And that's what they're saying now. If you are in this vibration, and you are supposed to ride up and elevate yourself to prepare to either be here on the planet or check your fucking ass out. Because that's up to you, too, or to bring new babies down here or to deal with the ones that are here. That you, through your magic and elevation of your own minds, I ain't say mind, mind, and you realize the God self, because they walk around the planet now, male and female entities, gods and goddesses, they get in the bed with people, they come in the living room with you, they're on the phone with you. They in school with you. They taking you, and they are now co-mingling with your spirit. They copulating with you. They they in the sleep with you. They in the dream with you. They in your water with you. 
if they pick in you and they give you discernment and eyesight to recognize these children, this is the time you're supposed to start raising them up to get ready to move into the other dimension, but we already in that dimension. This is the time for you to see that, to know that, and it's going to require one of the main things you're going to have to start ostracizing yourself. You're going to have to isolate certain people and certain energies out of your life. And many people can't do that because you don't want to be alone or I ain't going to be able to talk to my friends no more. I'm not going to be able to go here. I'm not going to be able to get drunk. So, see, when I have problems, I can't get a bottle of wine because the spirits that walk with me, they don't like liquor. I would be a mess. I would need um, Tiger <laughs> present with me. Because just like Kyrie had to be there, they had to get me in a group because you see that Kyrie, I didn't even have no liquor. And I'm acting drunk. I couldn't even holler down, stand up straight when them things hit my ass. And I went they was riding your okay. ass, girl. They was riding you. They was riding you. Can you imagine that Kyrie if I had stood up there and drunk the damn look on the, on the table? Oh, hell no. Hell no. I mean, after I seen that and what you just said, you will not be drinking around me. I don't know about somebody else, but don't shit. Sorry. None for her. Is, is, is she drinking? No, she driving. I'm drinking. <laughs> Y'all literally had to peel me up off the floor. When I was there, I'm trying to, uh, uh, you some old, no, no, close the curtain. Y'all look, we'll close be back. Turns. Hold them up. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. We ain't going to be talking right now. Show down for a minute. Me go out there and say, so, you have to know who you are and who, who you're rolling with, who's riding with you. Because as you can see with me, Kyrie, and I know you know you've seen stuff like that before, unless you push them away, you it's really not your choice. It's not your conscious choice because those beings move through here. They follow you from one dimension mm-hmm. into this one, and you're stuck with them. They be so deep on you and they'll lock into you. They're going to make you wake up. Even if they crash your ass into a wall, I'm talking about literally, if they make you physically have accidents, if they make you have an accident in a car, um, if you're with people, you have accidents in relationships when it don't go well, you pick the wrong people, it's catastrophe. A lot of times that's them trying to get your attention to make you go back into yourself to realize that you might not be the woman that your mother, your grandmother, your sisters, and your auntie is. Even though you were born in that family, you are not of that family. There is some other deeper karmic agreement that's lodged in your subconscious mind that you don't consciously remember that you made with your mother or with some other female members of the family to bring you into that portal. And once you got here, you might have had to fight them as well as your spirits making you fight yourself so that you can remember who you are and the beings that followed you, realign with them in this lifetime, and then you might have to mm. move out of the circle, meaning that you ain't close to your mom because I'm not close to my mother. I never knew my father, not close to my grandmother, not close to my sister, mm-hmm. not close to my uncles. They act like they don't know me. I don't go Christmas, holidays. Whenever they do stuff, I hear about that they did it or have a family reunion after this shit was done. I'm never contacted. And a lot of people are devastated behind that. They drink. They get high. They get drunk. They have uh, promiscuous sex. They have fake friends and let people use them because they don't want to be alone and they let their families dog them out because you cannot accept. You're like the last sheep. 
and, you, and they don't love you, and, and you got to beg to be included, and you got to remind them, why didn't you call me? Why don't I go to the mall? Why we didn't eat popcorn at the move? All that bullshit. Because you believe that this is what it's supposed to be because you're a slave to the physical, and you can't see now we can't do that anymore. You can do it, but if you're a higher vibration being, then you will not fit in. It will not work, and you get your ass beat on many different levels. And it can be a physical one, like Kyrie said, if that's what you ask for. Because a lot of this, this is some shit you want. You say you don't want it, but it's really some shit you want. And you're the magician now. The woman is the magician now. So if you got a man and all y'all doing is arguing and fighting and it's Venus and Mars and you can't get him and he don't get you, first of all, I feel like a woman can can, cha- can tame a nigga. She can pussy whoop a nigga and a nigga can, can dick whoop her. Y'all ain't even got to get in the bed because it's two cobras talking, really. But them cobras be telecommunicating and goddamn uh, mind reading and aura and chakra reading and bouncing off each other and fucking and sucking each other through energy, and you ain't even got to take your clothes off. When you evolve witch and you create the archetype of a man in your mind and you start to doing your goddamn mesmerism and chanting on his ass, even before you met him, you might not even know where he at in the world because you don't know him, but you know him. So you start like he's working your black magic. You say, okay, I want him to be six feet. I want him to have this degree. I want him to make this amount of money. I want him to eat my pussy. I want him to cook my meals. I want him to make my clothes. I want him to give me a baby boy first, then in another year or two. I want him to look girl. I want him to look like this. I want him to look like that. And you start to weave that well. The woman has that power to do. Mm-hmm. As the man has the power to do that, and then you ain't thinking about it. You typing. You on your Internet line, you at work, you're doing a lecture, bam, he walk up. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, I was just enjoying the show, and I've spotted you. I just want to say hello. My name is Sir, and you looking like goddamn. That's exactly what I said I wanted, and why did I never meet it until 2012? Because that's the agreement that you make. You understand what I'm saying, Kair? I know we're saying Different things in different ways, but do you understand what I'm saying? Oh Kyrie? no, you got it, you got it, baby. Work that magic, work that magic, and he just walk up on you. That's what I be trying to tell them ladies doing. Don't argue with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Use your magic. Relax your mouth and use your magic. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and but I also want to say too, uh, I got to give y'all some. This is what I learned from Alexis K. Tyler. That shocking all treatment. If you think that you're gonna just trade pussy. For all the things that he's supposed to be doing for you, I'm going to put this thought in your head. So what if you get in a car wreck you get paralyzed from the waist down? So you never took the time to meet up with the mind like the two cobras that she's talking about. So how are you going to be able to deal with his dick getting hard but you can't respond then and then he want to go out there and, you know, get him some somewhere else? So don't misuse the gift. The pussy is a gift, but it, but it ain't no it ain't no punishment tool. Oh, you sleeping on the couch tonight. The fuck you talking about? I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. The fuck wrong with you? No, I ain't neither. That Tyler Perry bullshit is some stupid shit. Y'all don't get caught up in that faggot. And I said he was a faggot. That's right. So, because we're taking that title of Big Mama Magic back and putting it back where the fuck it's supposed to be. Tyler Perry is not no motherfucking damn woman. Madeira is not no damn woman. 
The fuck a woman walking around here talking a nine millimeter for like she don't need no king. Look at look at Madeira. Do, do, do you want to end up like that? Always having run-ins with the police, hot flashes, mad at every motherfucking body, and got to tote around a pistol in your damn pocketbook, and don't no man want your pussy. Holla. Okay, gray and shit. But hell no, long shit. Uh-uh, no, we don't have to do that look. With that, you really don't have to get that shit right. And the more you looking at that, you feeding your mind with that. But like you were saying, sex should not be the motivation. Damn, is that all you got to offer a nigga? Is that that's all he should want to marry you for because you fine and got a fat booty and some good pussy? I mean, God damn. You know, that's what I refuse to do. When I meet a man that I like, I'm not going to negotiate with him with no pussy in head. Because that's not a definition. That's not who I am, Kair. That's not what I am. I cannot. Because you know when you say Alexis. I had to give you all the sound effects on that motherfucker right there. She said, I ain't negotiating with the pussy. Hot damn. And when you meet somebody, that's not what I say. Why, well, a lot of black women say, I'm a strong black woman. I did this and that. I raised my child. No, I cannot. I don't call myself that. I don't. That does, that's not a true definition of me. And I really been thinking about that. Kaya, and I said, what am I? Who am I? And since that resurrection of the goddess, I mean, it, it's so cold to me, Kaya, that the day I, I had my clothes on, I think it, that was last night, too, and I locked myself out of my house. And I, I was sitting here earlier today. I got my clothes on my body, Kaya. I got my pants on. I got my shoes on my feet. But that's not me. You see what I'm saying? I'm feeling totally different. Now, that's some. That's a shell. That's some other shit. I know that's my skin. Damn, the nerve centers in the skin. I can feel my hand on my leg. I can feel the pants on my leg. But that's not Alexis K. Tyler. So I cannot define myself, I'm a black woman, I'm a strong black woman, I don't take no shit. I don't know what that is. That's what this world said. You're trying to make me classify myself as a black person or a nigger. I, I say those words because I know that's what people understand when I lower understanding. But that's, I'm not a nigger. I'm not a black woman. Not, not saying that in the sense that I'm denying my people. You know, my indigenous um, heritage and blood to this land and my African ancestors, that's not what I said. That's a different thing. I'm not uh, saying that I don't want to be me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be white. I don't want to be nothing else. That's not what I said. I'm going on a higher level. What they tell us that we are or not, I cannot comprehend it. Because if I comprehend what you're saying, not you, Kair, but what you said that all I am, you just put me in a prison. And now I have to live at a lower level based at your expectation. And now that's my ID badge, and I cannot resonate with that. Especially since I have opened so much with that part one of the resurrection of the goddess, because really I have to lower myself. You got to lower yourself, Kaya, for us to even have this conversation. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Talk, for you to use your words, you had to lower yourself so that we could communicate down here. Do you see what I'm saying? 
That's how deep this shit feels to me right now. I'm in this body, but I feel this body with the energy in me. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm like, I know that. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to explain to you what the fuck I'm feeling. I don't know if I can really explain to you what I'm feeling. I'm talking. But as I'm talking to you, I realize that the I is like a goddamn voice coming through a fucking radio right now. You see what I'm saying? You understand? Totally, totally. It's not me. What I'm seeing in the mirror, what I'm that's not the me. That's that's how this shit going right now. This how where where my mind is. It's like I'm in two different. This is not even a person. You see, they tell you you a person, and you see the the visual and the physical representation on your ID. And in your mirror, and you move in this plane with a vehicle, which is a body, but that's not you. And people get attached to that shit, and they get fucked up in it because people give you these titles, and they say, "This is what you is. You a woman. You got a pussy. You gonna look at these porn. You gonna fuck like this. You gonna fuck like this. You gonna look at other women. You liking this ram, and that's who she is. That's her identity. So now you gonna take on that archetype, and you're gonna be the saint. You're gonna be the harlot. You're gonna be the Virgin Mary." You want to be a porn star? You start to take on these things because you identify that as a real person and an identity, and you give that life. That has nothing to do with me because that's not the real me. And women that are supposed to be on that vibration, you're going to see that as your mind starts to elevate and your vibration starts to shift, and you will see that that's not you that you're looking at and that you're feeling, and you actually feel your whole life force and the energy, and you are the reincarnation of your ancestors, and they are an accumulation of you and whatever you reincarnated to do. They are moving through the body, and you actually feel your whole goddamn spine and the energy moving through the electromagnetic grids of your spine and chakra moving up and down your goddamn back, and it's like you can actually jump in and out your damn body when you want to. When you get on that level and start feeling that shit, because I'm singing right now, saying the shit, I can't negotiate with no man on no pussy and dick level. That's an insult and that's some low shit to me. Man, you got to you got to be a different kind of man, a God man. For me and you, when we fucking, that's a conversation right there. We haven't said, we might be laying beside each other talking, just caressing each other, sitting on the phone talking, having astral sex on the damn phone, and we might not get physical to a year after. Because it's that, you see what I'm saying? We don't, we in the astral. We in the ether. We know that this is something deeper. It's like if I see where you weak at and you see where I'm weak at, we help each other with our strength, and then we help to heal and raise up each other's weakness. So it's like, okay, well, you know, Alexa, you need to study this. You want to be on my level. You got to read this book. Okay, well, you know, you got to exercise. Okay, well, you know, you got to change your diet. I'm like, okay, well, baby, you know, you got to be on my level too. So, you know, we got to work with each other and build each other up so we can be a team. And that's still having sex because you are helping to heal the wound in the other person while you are simultaneously healing within yourself and you all are building and weaving that web together, that in itself, like you said, can withstand trauma to the body. That can withstand she can't use her pussy no more or her leg out or his arm out. Because it is about creating 
something deeper and something that is now infinite. That's what I'm talking about. You got it. Something infinite. Yeah, yeah. Look, we got another call on the line. That's what I'm talking about. Alexis K. Tyler is in the building. Uh, call <laughs> Y'all there, you okay with all that over there? You okay? Who's that, what, 334-313? Did they want to say something? Yeah, 334-334, your mic is open. What's your name and where you calling from? This is Bridget. I'm calling from Alabama. Can you hey, Bridget, all hear me? How you doing? Yeah, I'm, we can hear I'm you. I'm great. I missed all of the show. I um, do poetry, and I was out, and I, I wanted to hear the whole thing, but I caught the last ten minutes. And I'm a huge Alexis fan. I love Miss Tyler. Um, I'm also <laughs> I'm also a Sagittarius, and Saturn Yay. is working me right now, and I'm 29. <laughs> uh, right now, Saturn. <laughs> Saturn is testing my patience like none other. I've never been a very patient person, but I'm definitely learning that right now. And um, I just wanted to say that I've learned more from Miss Tyler than I've learned in school. <laughs> I'm working on my <laughs> masters, and I know that stuff don't mean nothing, but you got to play the game. And so yes. I, I know yes. how the game works. But I've yep. learned so much from her that's relevant. That stuff has not been relevant. It's not my everyday. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I'm going back to Saturn with it working on me, and I wanted to kind of touch on what I caught at the end of the show, um, dealing with relationships. I'm uh, When I say Saturn's testing me and my patience, I have a relationship. It's not an open relationship, and I'm hoping it's an honest relationship. It is on my end. But I just wanted to get your both of your opinions. You also, Coach Kyer, on um, I'm with someone. We've been together a little over um, two years, and I'm ready to, you know, cohabitate. <laughs> I'm not looking to get married, but we've been together long enough. You know, the ride ain't going to be free forever. So I'm asking your opinions on coming from the woman, from me, how should I approach him with that, you know, hey, I ain't trying to get married, but, you know, we need to do something else, take the next step if we're going to be around each other any longer. Well, how long you been with him? It's been over two years. Okay, but what do you really want to do? Because this ain't about him Me? at this moment. Cause if you've been right, with I him mean, he, two years. Yeah, it's, it's, but see, the thing about him is I'm not trying to put him on this extra high pedestal, but I feel like we're on the same frequency, everything's vibing. And I, I think he wants to do the same, but both of us are, don't want to have the whole marriage thing, I think, because we've had these conversations. But I think he he thinks I may be offended or something. I don't know if if that's all, you know, like just living together. But I've expressed to him, but I think he may think that I'm just saying that. No, but what do you want to do? I would like to I, – I want to be together. I'm not worried about marriage. I just want to – he's a great man, and I, I enjoy his time, his company. We got the the uh, mental frequency is working together. You know, it's not all physical at all, you know, and, I, I mean, I, I want to be with this person. I know this is who I want to be with. 
And he expresses that he wants to be with me. No, don't ask you specific questions. When you said I want to be with him, how do you want to be with him? Tell me the setup. How you want to? I, I want. I want to grow with him. I want to. I, I mean, we're we've changed our diets together. We work out together. I mean, every aspect of this physical life is is happening. Now, with the spiritual, we're we're on the same path in that direction. So. I, I I want to grow with him. That's the only way I can look at it. I want to grow with him, continue growing with him. But you never want to get married. I'm not saying never, but that's not my focus. I'm, I'm, if we can be together, and it is, I'm I'm not looking for an open relationship, but I am looking for honesty. And I know we all change over time, so I can't cancel that out completely. But at the same time, I just want to be with him. I feel like he wants me the same. And I just want to grow with. I want. I want somebody I can grow with. And uh, you mentioned something earlier that is very uh, important. I think that whole being by yourself and separating yourself. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that is that's fundamental. Like you have to have that. You have to. And he understands that. I understand that we don't crowd each other. But lately, it's got to the point where it seems like we can't get enough of each other. Good. And what and 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 you know I I enjoy that I enjoy having my own time he enjoys his own time and we get right. back together it's like we hadn't seen each other in years even though we ain't known each other that long so I can't say I don't know if I'll outgrow him or not but at this point I feel like I just want to be with him. Well, and that's all that matters because the woman really has the control. And once you make up your mind what you want to do and how you want to do it and you really bond with him and you all uh, can really get to know each other and communicate mm-hmm. with each other well without no disrespect to each other and, and really understand each other and make sure that both of you are pleased and you're good partners and you are helping elevate the other, you can easily express to him what you want and how you want it and he will comply. Because he sees mm-hmm. that you are out for his best will as well as being out for your own and you'll flow together. I personally feel that you will outgrow him and you're not going to spend the rest of your life with this man. I think it's the confusion I'm sensing or the indifference will be within yourself because you have not reached your peak. You're, I don't sense that you're in a position to really make the statement saying this is my man and this is who it's going to be for the rest of my life. I'm not sensing that because I'm still sensing something in you that is not completed and not grounded within you and your growth and your healing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go any deeper on the air or the other things I'm picking up, but I know it. That's how sure I feel it at this moment on this phone. Even though I've never physically met you, I can sense it and I know that it is you. That is not going to spend your life with him because you are still not at your pinnacle. You're still searching and you're still growing. So the decision is yours, what you want to do. I think that's why I'm, I'm reluctant because I, <laughs> although I'm enjoying the moment, <laughs> I don't. I I know I have a tendency to get bored or outgrow things. And besides that, my I guess. I'm trying to think of how to put it. I don't really um I do want to be with him, but I know we change. We're constantly changing. And so I guess that 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 permanent kind of commitment of this whole marriage thing 
I wouldn't do it with intentions of getting a divorce, of course. I guess that's why I'm I'm not trying to get go into that. But I think he may get the wrong message as well if I'm like, I don't care about marriage. I don't know. But Can I can I can I chime in? <laughs> Please do. I need the male perspective as well. I, I respect Miss Tyler and I appreciate she's dead on. <laughs> but I would like to hear a male perspective. Uh when's your birthday? <laughs> November twenty sixth. Okay, so you just turned 29. Correct. So you got 10 more months of this Saturn return, right? It's pushing on my back, yes. <laughs> right. So normally, um, what would you tell a man if you was on your cycle and he wanted to have sex with you? I would tell him that's not happening. I'm on my cycle. You would tell him, wait, baby. You know what I'm saying? But I would, I'm I, there is an alternative. <laughs> yeah, there is an alternative. So that's what yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, I would you. please him in another way. So, no, you tell him to wait. He want intercourse. He don't want you pleasing him in another way. So now you in the male position because you're trying to say, hey, look, I want to move in. I want you to look at this Saturn as being something real serious. If you, if you can't wait 10 months to, to see how this thing pan out just because y'all got started when you was 27, then you're in it for the wrong reason. That's what I'm feeling. I ain't even pulled your birth chart up yet. If I pull your birth chart up, I'm going to be able to see everything. That's why I ain't even ask you for what year. But what 10 months going to hurt you? You ain't going to be but 30. See, That's why I said it's just my 30 patient. your midlife crisis. You don't have your midlife crisis until you're 42. Mm-hmm. All right? And remember, black don't crack, so you ain't going nowhere. So there's no rush. And then I'm going to bring in the God factor. Who, how do you think God can't show off? You said you want to be in a relationship with a man, but that don't mean it's got to be this one that's right in front of you. Sister right. Myra hit you with the phrase. If Sister Myra was here, she'd say, do you want him right or do you want him right now? So you can't make a man um, right. You, he got to get right himself. Because if, if you start getting in there to get him right, then... Um, he he wasn't self-motivated to get him right. And then you're going to have to drag him across the finish line. See, I don't want nobody who I got to convince. Like where I'm at right now, I want to meet somebody because I, I know the secret. And I'm going to tell the secret on the air. Women make up their mind in the first 30 seconds whether they're going to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. So I ain't getting ready to go trying to convince you that you should have sex with me. If you told me no, that means, hey, you done made up your mind in the first 30 seconds. So there's no use of you trying to force him to say, I want to take it to the next level. Why don't you move to the next level? You go ahead and get yourself ready to move in with somebody and let God do a miracle in your life. Because that man is not no miracle maker. That man is a product of God, just like I am, just like Alexis says. We are products of God. We are instruments of the Most High. Let God work a miracle in your life and you just chill out. See, God can't work miracles when you in the ring. Remember when you watch wrestling? You're only, only one person allowed in the ring at one time. So you all up in the ring right now. God is on the outside of the ring trying to reach his hand in saying, hey, tag me, Bridget. Tag me. you like, nah, God, I got it. I'm going to put this nigga into submission. I'm going to make this nigga do what I want him to do. You can't do no better than me, God. I got him. I almost had him pinned two times for the last two years. I almost had him pinned. Just let me try one more time, God. And you got God over there on the outside of the turnbuckle like, look at this. Look at my child in there. Don't even want me to do a miracle. So guess what God will do? Put his hands in his pocket. 
That's the last thing you ever want in your life is for God to put his hands in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Go on over to the corner of the ring, tag God, step outside the ring, and let God work some miracles in your life for the next 10 months. Then holler back at me and say, well, can you do some I, dumb shit you told me? Or no, you can I don't back think it's like, that. Lord, have mercy. I do want to say, I'm going to ask you something else, though. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just feel like it's her. I mean, because I don't know, at 42, I didn't go through a midlife crisis. I think a lot of these statistics that people write about people based on their age, astrology, that don't affect everybody. Alexis, you was well prepared. Go ahead, so well prepared, Alexis, when 42 came up on you. You've been getting ready. It's a whole bunch of sisters your age who is not ready who talk about, oh, it's a crisis. It ain't no statistic now. It, this, this is what Uranus is at its opposition. It takes 84 years for Uranus to come around. So the halfway period is at 42. Alexa, you was ready. Your shit is golden. We can't compare, you can't compare the regular average females in the streets to Alexis K. Tyler because Alexis K. Tyler is a workaholic. If y'all want to keep up with Alexis K. Tyler, y'all going to have to put y'all work ethic on. Y'all going to have to put some boots on and put some gloves on and work out. I gave Alexis a hug, and that, that stomach and that, I mean, her frame, she's going to be here for another 80, 90 years. I ain't worried about that. I went home and did some sit-ups, like, soon as I got to the house. I couldn't even get up to sit <laughs> I said, shit, I got to try to keep up. I'm going to be here. She ain't going to just leave me. She ain't going to, we're not going to no funeral. We're going to live forever. Fuck that. She ain't put me in the ground, so. Everybody has a different, you know what I'm saying, how they respond to it differently. And for Alexis, your work have, your work ethic, what you've been going through, as, and you see, you've been obedient to spirit. When you've been obedient to spirit, these lessons come a lot easier to you. It's the disobedient that it don't come to. But I, but I agree with Alexis. It ain't him, sweetheart. I think it's, it's you, hard. too. Cause yeah, because once you make the change. Thing, the last thing about it, though, is... Uh, uh, he works out we don't live in the same town and he's an educator oh. and he's thinking about moving here to where I live. Okay. That's, a, that's that's another thing. But with this Saturn I know I got ten more months like you said. I'm looking at it as if if he's gonna go ahead and move to where I'm at, that's coming out of his mouth. I'm like he might as well be here. But Oh no. Listen, put your psychic penis up. You don't run nothing. Put your psychic penis up. Don't try to start telling the man what he should be doing. That's the fastest way to run us away. Shut your mouth. I'm trying to tell you. No, something I never good. I never said that to him. Oh well, hey, he might be listening to the show. You know what I'm saying? Because he's trying to come to her. He's not resisting her. He's not I know, but her. let him ease on in. Let him feel like he's coming That's in himself. That's why I said Saturn's testing my patience because I'm trying to be patient, and I know I need to wait. I know this. Oh, wait a minute. But, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to give you new, When you come to Original Native Radio, we give you a new a new uh, vocabulary. So you don't have the right definition of the word patience. You're mm-hmm. waiting. The word patience is the third virtue. Everybody need to write this down. Patience. I will put the needs of others before that of my own. So oh, if you being you. patient, that means you put the needs before yours. <laughs> right now, you're not doing that. You put your needs first. Uh, I want to cohabitate. You're just waiting right now. Saturn is testing your waiting, but it's not testing your patience. If you put his needs before yours, you see, what is his needs? His needs is to come there, feel the place out, find him a place, let him get comfortable for a second, see what's going on. Are you willing to put his needs before yours? That's going to show the level of a, of a mature adult. Mm-hmm. You put, as long as he ain't being greedy, 
Never put somebody greedy knees before yours. So if he not being greedy, then it ain't gonna hurt you to put his knees before yours. If you oh, thank y'all for dropping this knowledge. I need it. <laughs> but like you say, Kai, you you're, you're thinking like a man, and and that's he. It's good. That's why I like to listen to you. I listen to Key because I'm learning. Sometimes men, I need that man balance in my life because it'd be like, no, it's logical and it's critical thinking. It's not emotional and it's like, no, mm-hmm. they just boom, boom, boom. They, a lot of times men will go in a straight line. And that you need that, so that's that cold, analytical, that business side to, to put me in line. If I'm getting too out of line or getting too dominant, or getting too emotional, then I need a man I call Kair or I call Haki, and I listen to a man. That's what, like he said, that man is doing. That man just not finna jump because you want him to jump in some shit that's unknown to him. He's going to really be rational and critical. Then you say he's a teacher. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, what right. you say, Kair? Right. Oh, and, and, and see, you... Um, you whether you believe in astrology or not, you're going to have to respect that man's zodiac chart. If you ain't never looked yeah. at astrology, it still, it still plays effect in him. You may do relationships. Okay, so you are a Sagittarius, but you could do relationships like a Taurus. And he could be a Pisces and do relationships like a Virgo. You don't know that because that's not a science that you study. So it is. Well, we, we, did have a, um, we did have a um, couple's reading, but it wasn't very in-depth. Exactly. Um, exactly. So Somebody got you for your dollars. I mean, I ain't no, no, no. Actually, I, don't know no, no I didn't pay. I didn't pay. I will say I didn't pay. I did not. I did not pay. Don't you? Don't don't you get what you pay for? So you didn't get nothing, right. did you? But uh, it was it was actually on one of the blog talk shows, and I'm not saying I took it, you know, 100 percent to be the word, but it was on no, one of the. Uh uh-uh. like how you said, you need a full chart. Both of y'all need a chart. It need to be broke down to the damn panel, damn piece. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do with relationships. I ain't just talking this like so I can just feel my nuts. You know oh, what I'm I saying? Know. I see this all the time. <laughs> and I always leave the women saying, oh, I give you the simple formula. What's that nigga birthday? Where's his son at in, in your chart? How does he affect you? And is he going to deal? Is he going to how? How does he do relationships? Because he got to respect how you do relationships, and then you got to respect how he do relationships. If you ain't doing that mutual respect of the unknown, then you getting into it for the wrong reason. And it ain't gonna last no more. Y'all just hand y'all, y'all just doing hand jobs and fingering each other, and that's a waste of time. You 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 ain't in high school no more. You get ready to move into the big leagues now. You got your masters. You get ready to turn thirty. You sound like you fine. Shit, let's go ahead and make this thing pop. Go ahead and start setting up some long range <laughs> plans. Don't be listening and worrying about what your girlfriend think because oh girl he moved to. That's what I'm. A uh, spirit is telling me, Alexis, that she got some girl on her ear talking about girl. No, girl, I don't even move, have girl. any friends. He, he, he I really don't. move in with you, girl. How you gonna let him move this time? He all fine and everything. Don't don't compromise because no, he's gonna be no a new friends. single man employed, sexy coming into your town, and you think somebody else gonna give him some pussy and take him from you. If somebody else come to town and give him some pussy and he leave, you supposed to write both of them a thank you letter. Be like, good. That's right. You ain't right. put my problems off my hands before I turn 30. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Don't get digmatized. Now, don't start slapping your mama out here. Alexis, talk to her. No, no. Alexis said dick will make you slap somebody, that person you having sex with, not your mama. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, don't slap that man either because you showed up out of line then. How can you be a wet, moist <laughs> magnet 
of a yoni and a woman if you out here slapping men. Men slap yeah. men. Women ain't supposed to slap men. You're supposed to sit down and work your damn thing on them. That's why the niggas are scared of Alexis. They say, oh, well, shit. Because well, Alexis going to be like, you know what? I love her, and I love her teaching. I, I honestly do. And like I said, it's better than anything I found in any of those academic books. <laughs> so... <laughs> And, and and thank you, Coach Kyer, for bringing that male perspective that's much needed. Yeah. yeah. And it brings that balance. So, uh, I mean, I appreciate both of you, and I will always be listening. And I did have trouble finding the Lexus show, but I found it, um, how they tried to put you all into, um, I guess, like it's a, a extreme explicit content or something other. I'll take but that. I follow Mature. I didn't want to have Kyrie's channel have no problem, so I marked it mature. But I know we can't oh, no, girl, let my joint be open for everybody. I ain't going to have no problems. I got so many spirits and entities running around here. I, I, I got some high magic on this channel, girl. Don't worry about that. Okay. You ain't going to crack. Uh-uh. Go on, do what you do. Mark that shit for everybody. I want everybody thank, on this show. Thank I want you everybody listening to Alexis K. Tyler. We opening this motherfucker up. God damn it. We opening this thing up. Change it for me, Kyrie, but I want to say to her, too, she's got to see where she is. And this is not always about your zodiac, because I have to look at myself the same way. Um, you got to see what age you are. Mm. Mentally and psychologically, because you, I keep getting the feeling you're going through some little girl shit. Because I know right now, even though I'm in my 40s, I'm really kind of on some levels, I'm a teenager. I'm still going through right. um, if I'm that little girl. And, and I'm just mm-hmm. taking it slow because when I, where I see she is, I'm getting a lot of inner child healing and wound healing from my, from my little girl. And if you don't know that, you will get in relations with men and have drama in the areas at where you're still immature and where you're broken. That's mm-hmm. what I'm dealing with you. You've got to be able to see if you have any little girl wounds, any mother issues, father issues, abandonment, child See, and I've, I've been trying to resolve the issues. With my mother, I'm not close to my mother there either. There you go. And uh, you know, we've been trying to work. See, Alexis know what she's talking about. That's why I love her. <laughs> you know, we've been, my, my mother and myself been working on this. We've never been close. There's never been anything bad or traumatic that happened. She just worked all the time and chose not to communicate. So mm-hmm. <laughs> as we're older now, we. That's the kind of thing not directly about the man. He's a manifestation of something that's unresolved in you, but at the same time, that man is is coming towards you. He's not trying to abandon you, but you're not right. really completely ready to get him. And the war is not about you and him. It's about you within yourself and the stuff with your mother. So you got to see what age you really are. Um, all I can say is, God, I'd be glad when my pussy draw a nigga to Atlanta and knock on my door, somebody won't move in with me. <laughs> but you got it going on. He's like, oh, you would think it's a problem because he want to move to your state. That's what I want. I'd be glad I want to move down here. And I don't mind those time and I want to start over with you in the ATL, so I don't want to have to up and leave here to go somewhere else. Shit, you got it going on. Even if you don't want him, he's a sign that now you are in your creatrix. You are the matrix. You're opening your womb so you can draw another one just like him and better that you do mm-hmm. want to move there when you are ready to move in and have the home. So I'm thinking he will not do you wrong. You will do it to him if you jump too fast because you haven't dealt with your shit. You know what's funny about all that? Um, I was looking at his card. I don't know much about all of that, but in his card it says he has bad relationship karma 
and that he will be hurt and he you know all this kind of uh you know he'll have a traumatic divorce or something and um uh, I'm looking at it like I hope I'm not that one that breaks him we're not going to do it if you're not ready I, I, mm-hmm. Please don't do that. I don't think you will because I sense the jitteriness, the unsurety in you because mm-hmm. you know that you're really not ready because of the other stuff that has nothing to do with him. So y'all are both together to teach each other powerful lessons. Just make up your mind that you're going to be his teacher and you're going to show him what it is like to have a good woman in his life and to give him love, even if you know you're not going to stay while you are repopping your own shit. You gotta I don't think really you know how profound that was what you just said. <laughs> what? Just that even if I know I'm not going to stay, I think I am being selfish and I do want, you know, to be with him at the moment, but I don't think, I, I mean, I can't say it'll be forever. I feel like I just, I'm always changing. Right, and you're supposed to. That's a part of your growth. And when you're ready, you're going to settle down with the right one. I think this is a good experience for the little girl in you to heal to learn and grow into the beautiful woman you're supposed to become on all those levels. That's why I want you to see on a mental, emotional level and deal with love and relationships and looking at the grounding that your mom and dad were supposed to give you. How old are you? What, what I'm 29. You? Oh, you're saying, okay, I see what you're saying. 